Hulk Hogan, you've got nowhere left to go. You've got nowhere left to run. And pal, you got nowhere left to hide. Hulkamania dies tonight. <laughs> nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, Mr. Wonderful. I like that idea, man. The Supreme Court of Professional Wrestling, the cage, man. Let it be the judge. And if a mere mortal man like Hulk Hogan goes down, let it be. But Hulkamania, Mr. Wonderful, will get forever. Roddy Piper, do you remember when you did this to Adrian Adonis? Tonight I'm back, and it's payback time for a double agent. Happy New Year, Roddy. George the Animal Steel, just what tonight do you have in store for the World Wrestling Federation's Intercontinental Champion, Randy Macho Man Sack? Surprise! Surprise? Surprise! I am the king of wrestling! And the junkyard dog, just like every other man, will learn to bow to me in servitude. Hollerish, you want the dog to bow down to you? The dog don't bow down to no man. The only man is the good Lord above.
Welcome, everyone, to Get Back to the Wrestling. I am your co-host this evening, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to the show tonight. And tonight, my tag team partner, my co-host, is the man known as the one hailing from the mean street of Brewster, New York. I give you my brother, Jay Giaconetti. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing good. About hard times. A man worked 30 years. They give him a gold watch and tell him your job's been replaced by a computer. It's hot time. Kick, kick him in the butt, brother. Yeah. I don't look like the ass of the day. My tummy's a little big. My tush a little big. <laughs> oh, uh, Dusty and, Rhodes. And <laughs> Dusty, yeah. Well, you know that there's been a lot of a lot of Dusty in the uh, in the um, on the on the the rag sheets and stuff this weekend as we're recording this. As we are recording this uh, this weekend was the return of War Games. For the first time in uh, 17 years, I yep, think, didn't yep. they have a War Games in 2000? Uh, sort of. Air quotes yes. up to the mic, had yeah. a War Games. And, yeah. uh, and not only was it return of War Games at NXT TakeOver, but as we're recording this, um, one of my all-time favorite pay-per-view formats, Survivor Series, mm-hmm. is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the inspiration, the, those events uh, transpiring was the inspiration for our, our episode tonight, where we're going to be taking a look at our favorite gimmick matches of all times. Now, before we go much further, we do have to say that uh, our third man in the booth, uh, the hair metal hero Chris Tyler, was mysteriously assaulted mm-hmm. earlier today by party or parties unknown and is unable to join us as he is in a local medical facility with an injured back. Yeah. In it. Yeah. We, we hope to get to the bottom of this before the end of tonight's broadcast. Yeah. And it's, it's not just that he's an old man who threw out his back. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally think it might have been the Black Scorpion. Um, well, the Black Scorpion's powers know no bounds, and yes. uh, we don't know where he will strike next. This yes. mysterious figure from Sting's past. Yes, it's always, <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel that he has now targeted Chris Hero, you know, to be, you know, the Black Scorpion's back. <laughs> oh, the Black Scorpion. God, I remember that so well. And, it was uh, and, great uh, well, until yeah. it turned into Ric Flair. So. It was great until the very end of it. Yeah, it's like they were the, like... most, the, the most Jim Crockett thing ever. So. Yeah, it was Al Perez the whole time, and they're like, uh, no one knows who Al Perez is, so we better come up with somebody else. I mean, I knew who Al Perez was. I mean, I watched AWA in World Class, that's why I know. But So did you, you know, so... Yeah, but I, I I did not remember Al Perez at that point. I was genuinely shocked when it was Ric Flair because I was like six. Yeah. Well, also, didn't did that? It's it's like in uh, Samson versus the Vampire Women. Did you just get way taller and you know uh, lose fifty pounds? Like, you yeah, know, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was, it, clearly, it was it was somebody else the whole time, and then Ric Flair. But it's okay. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll do we'll do. I guess we could do it. We could probably do a whole show on bad booking decisions in you know. Early or late eighties, early nineties, NWA, Jim Crockett Promotions, World Championship Wrestling. We, we could just do a month of yeah. like that and be bad fucking decisions. So I'm just, I'm just saying, Elegante. I'm just sorry, Elegante. Um, but anyway. uh, but anyway, before we get into into our gimmicky matches, we do have an email from uh, you, the listening audience. And if you would like to send an email to get back to the wrestling, you can email us at getbacktotherestling at yahoo.com. You can also reach out to us on our Facebook group. Just search for Get Back to the Wrestling on Facebook, and we will get back to you that way. So our email is from a good friend of the show and loyal listener, Robert Ludwig, and is entitled Episode 2 Finishers. Uh, Robert writes, Hi guys, just finished listening to the episode. It was great hearing my name and question being read. I still get tickled when this happens, probably because I don't write into shows much. 
Anyway, I wanted to first thank you for not just dismissing my suggestion of Lance Storm. And uh, Robert is referring to uh, our first episode where we took a look at guys, uh, best guys who never won the big belt. And Lance Storm was, uh, he had written in an email, because we, we overlooked Lance Storm, but that, that was a great suggestion. Wait, it turned out it wasn't Lance Storm. I, uh, Rob, um, Robert continues, I started to follow his career. I'm just saying, I think Lance Storm was on like all of our lists, and we kind of jumped over him to get our like we we're trying to put our list together. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Well, we, well, a lot of them we went kind of older guys, but Lance Storm's mm-hmm. a great is a, mm-hmm. is a great one, and it's one of those ones where you think, well, wow, Lance Storm never won even the ECW title, which right. is true. But you know, you got yeah. I mean, I had to think about that for a minute. But uh, Rob continues. I started to follow his career when I first saw ECW on TNN, which was my first exposure to it. Basically. I liked the Impact players, found out Lance had a website, and visited it whenever he had an update. Uh, that's stormwrestling.com, isn't it? Today, I still follow him on Twitter and listen to his podcast, Killing the Town. His co-host is Cyrus, a.k.a. the Jackal, <laughs> Cyrus the Virus. Uh, ratings boost, Joey. Uh, e- each week, they discuss... And I did the thumbs up to the microphone. For, each week, they discuss wrestling and cover some previous ECW or other shows. They've also had many guests and have done a couple of tribute shows. The first was for Bad News Allen, the second for Chris Candido. Those have been two of my personal favorites. Uh, I've listened to Storm's podcast a couple of times. I don't I don't listen to it regularly, but mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that anytime something really stupid goes down, you want to hear what he has to say because mm-hmm. he's got like the real insider perspective and he's not, you know, grinding axes and stuff like yeah. like some of the other guys that you go to with that. Yeah. His his podcast is is again, it's not one of the ones I regularly listen to. In fact, um, I've actually cut down on a lot of the ones I was listening to because it's a lot of what you just said. People got an axe to grind and stuff like that. Um, I just never, I, but I know whenever something crazy happens that I'm going to want to check out Lance's take on it because his take is always, uh, it, you know, it's not, it's not over the top. It's not a big gimmick to him. He's, he's talking about why would you do this? Why does this make sense? Uh, he was talking a lot about when TNA was kind of going through why was it going back to impact and getting sold and all he talked all about that stuff and it's really insightful when you hear him talk somebody who's been in the wrestling business good lord what 25 years you know yeah. kind of thing i mean you know he's not that old you know what i'm saying so he's been in since he was you know really young um you know him and uh and jericho as the thrill seekers uh you know back all the way back in smoky mountain and things like that so you know yeah, yeah. Storm, Storms uh, is, is again, and, and he's been all over. He's mm-hmm. worked all over, so he's got some great perspective. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Robert continues. Anyway, on to finishers. I was so glad somebody brought up Diamond da- the Diamond Cutter from Diamond Dallas Page, one of the greatest of all time. I can remember watching him on WCW and seeing that move. I was just floored. I loved watching every week to see how he would use it. I think we talked about that mm-hmm. on that he could throw it in so many different oh, ways, yeah. and that and. You know, uh, it, it really, it was, it got to the point where that was the way his matches were booked. Was that you knew in most cases in that era, 96, 97, that, uh, especially on like Nitro, you know, mm-hmm. DDP was going over. How was he going to, what what position was he going to be in to hit that diamond cutter, you know, you know, for a big guy too. You know, that was always the thing that he could move around real good, uh, you know, for a guy his size and his age, frankly, at that point, because he wasn't, mm-hmm. he was on the spring chicken at that point. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And he continues. Another finisher that br- was brought up but dismissed was Hulk Hogan's atomic leg drop. While I admit it was not the biggest finisher, when Hogan was over, that move was over. I remember the first time I saw Hulk Hogan in Omaha, Nebraska. When he came out, the place lit up and was electric. I was probably no older than 12 at the time, 1986, I think. 
but I thought it was the greatest. And when Hogan went for the leg drop, the Civic Auditorium went nuts. So I still think Hogan's leg drop has to rank as an all-time great finisher, if for nothing else than the electricity it brought to shows when he was at his biggest. And that that's a valid point. Um, it was kind of a kind of a different perspective that yeah. we were taking with with our show as far as discussing best finishers, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, a move like that that is, you know, because Hogan always hit that same sequence of moves even mm-hmm. back in the eighties, you know. So you, once once it started, you knew it was coming, and the excitement would just build, especially the live crowds and stuff, you know. But um, uh, before, especially before like WrestleMania four, mm-hmm. you know, when when Hogan was still that this in, invincible giant, you know. Uh, once, once Vince decided, hey, I can have somebody else be a world champion, and suddenly people start cheering for other people a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're like, wait a minute, we'd much rather watch Savage than Hogan. You know, yeah. Not that, you know, Hogan would never admit to that, but. I mean, the, the thing with well, the leg drop is that it, it, you're right. I mean, it, it being a very iconic, uh, um, finisher, it's probably one of the most best known finishers of all time. Um, but it, it what, we, what we were talking about, the idea of the finisher we were talking about was, um, I don't think we were going for the, the historical impact the finisher had as much as just our favorite finishers to see. And to me, the leg drop, even as a kid, I mean, you're like, okay, like, I get it. Like, I mean, he does drop a leg right across. I mean, he's a 300-pound man dropping his leg across your face. But, you know, like, I always look at, like, the camel clutch. And I'm like, man, I know how much that hurts because I've had that put on me. Or, you know, or, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I mean if, and I know getting your saw a leg dropped on you would hurt. But considering somebody, and I'm not naming names here, but he's uh, not me, uh, would jump off the top of the bureau and drive a knee into my spine or my head. I understood yeah. how much a knee hurt more than Flying just knee drop, yeah. Yes. My original yes. finisher, the knees. Yes, both <laughs> knees to my back. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, um, two things. One, every time I've made myself in Fire Pro Wrestling, yeah. one of my specialty moves is, in fact, the double knee drop to the back. Okay. Uh, as a standing, you know, standing, uh, you standing opponent on the ground uh, mm-hmm. attack. Secondly, as far as Hogan's leg drop, the thing that was always to me more impressive was the body slam because he was inevitably fighting some giant, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, like King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania two or Andre or yeah. even later he had like Earthquake well, well, or even you know, Big John Stud, you know, and guys right. like that. Anyone that Heenan uh, could roll out, any of these giants, he could roll out at them. Um, yeah, and so, you know. so the body slam to me was always, that was the impressive thing, you know? At WrestleMania 3, yeah, you remember the leg drop, but it's the body slam that's the iconic yeah. moment, you know? So that was always the thing for me, is that I never I never really kind of put two and two together. I always thought Hogan's finisher was the body slam, and then he just dropped the leg to bin him, mm-hmm. you know? But now it's like, no, it's always been the leg drop, you fool. Have you ever yeah. watched wrestling? It's like, I watch wrestling, shut up, <laughs> you shut up. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a good point. I, I, think, I think what we were talking about, though, was a little different. But, you know, it makes perfect sense, too. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, um, there are very, I mean, finishers don't have to be the most spectacular, crazy move you've ever seen. They just have to be effective. And I think that's yeah. what, what the leg drop definitely was. Um, but building Hogan into that superhero that he was, that finisher was so exactly like, because his moveset was not, you know, expansive. Um, which is funny because when you watch him in Japan, he oh, yeah. a lot more moves and he could do yep. it. It's just, but why have Hogan do all those moves? He didn't need to, you know, he didn't need to be able to do all that stuff. Um, in fact, there's it was the background, background on the computer for forever. Remember the, uh, it's Hogan with the flaunt with the, he's a jumping knee right to the face of Antonio Inoki when they wrestled for the title. And you yeah. see, I mean, Hogan's hitting him square in the face with a knee because Inoki's face is deformed and everything. You're like, I don't think I've ever seen Hogan get that high in the air, ever. <laughs> and 
It, it's just different, though. But it's it, no, it's yeah. great. I mean, and, you know, it's like anything else. Uh, they it was mimicked over and over and over again. I mean, the the stinger splash in the corner until he falls down, put him in the sting, the scorpion deathlock. You saw, um, you know, a lot of guys would have that set up into the move into the whatever. It just would became a thing. Uh, yeah. Ultimate Warrior would press slam you and then and then jump on your back and then get up and turn you over and ping you because he didn't know what he was doing. You know, um, <laughs> we just couldn't go bell to bell with the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, but it became a thing and it became something. Yeah. That, and Hogan was able to take something as I like, didn't seem. I mean, a leg drop was used all the time in matches, but he but because he was the big boot to the face and then the leg drop, like yeah. it was, you know, it, that's what made it great. And you know, is what it is. So. I, yeah, well, know, it is. I will say it. It is where when you see Hogan in Japan, not just for the chain wrestling, mm-hmm. but because I mean Hogan's a big guy. There's no, oh, yeah. no, no question about it. But again, like you said, when you see him up against these iconic matches against the villains of the early '80s in WWF, yeah, he's big, but the other guy's bigger. Then you yeah, see him in yeah. there against like Akira Maeda, yeah, and he's a head and a half taller yeah. than him. And he looks like two of them stacked next to each other. And he hits him with the axe bomber and knocks poor Maeda out of his yeah. friggin' boots. Well, the know? problem is, though, is like Enoki. Enoki is like a god in Japan. Like, he is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And Tony Enoki stuff, he looks like a skinny little dude next to Hogan. And he's yeah. a big guy. You know? Yeah. I mean, except maybe, like, maybe Baba, you know, could, could like, because Baba was, I mean, I know it was, he, he was giant Baba, but jo- Baba was not a true giant in the sense of, like, Andre or Big John Studd or those guys. But he yeah. was a big dude. But like, you know, I mean, even even when you see like Anoki, Anoki's not a small guy. I mean, Anoki's oh. bigger than Flair, and they wrestled, and it's like, okay, man. But that's why that's why everyone always there's always the Hogan, you know, camp, and there's a the Ric Flair camp, and who was better. Well, it's very different. It's very hard to even compare them because they weren't doing the same thing. What Hulk yeah. Hogan was doing in the '80s, what Ric Flair was doing in the '80s, was completely different. It, and, and and I know people will disagree, and that's fine. You're welcome to your opinion, even if you're wrong. Um, but <laughs> the problem was what Hulk Hogan was doing in the 80s and what Ric Flair was doing in the 80s was not the same thing. Yes, they both technically were professional wrestlers, but one was right. an entertainer and one was a professional wrestler. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I was a huge right. Hulkamaniac, hulked out all the time, could do the whole routine. And I, love, I loved Hulk Hogan back then. I was like, oh, my God, I, you know... Yellow and red, awesome, right? But I also loved Ric Flair for what he could do in the ring and how he could make someone look like a million bucks. How there's no way that Magnum TA could lose it. How all oh, next time Magnum's getting them next time, or you know how could this happen? And or didn't be Magnum, to be anybody, whoever it was. Flair made people look like a million bucks, and then you realize, wow, Flair really was doing a lot of that. I mean, Flair and Steamboat, notwithstanding, because they both knew how to work, but you know. Flair could take a guy, not to say Magnum couldn't work, but Flair could take a guy who wasn't spectacular and look amazing. Hogan, they had to make sure they put him in there with big guys. You know, yeah. um, I think the one thing we never got, and I, this has a lot to do with injury. I mean, it would have been weird to see Hogan versus uh, um, superstar Billy Graham, right? Yeah. But I yeah. think I think Graham, uh, because Graham was just so massive, but Hogan was bigger than Graham. Like he's taller than him and bigger than stuff. But could you imagine someone doing all that? Like the like the you know, Billy Graham could just you could buy that Billy Graham was strong enough to pick up Hogan and throw him around, and he yeah. wasn't bigger than him, you know. So yeah, and, and I, I always remember Graham teaming with Hogan when Graham came yes, back. Yes, or like right right around actually right around the first Survivor Series yes. when Graham and Kempatera and all them were Hogan's yeah, and, allies, and, and Don Morocco became the Rock when he got yeah, and born, it was like yeah. all, all these guys that legitimate that were heels. Yeah. 
that we would have liked to have seen Hogan against, but now they're all baby faces yeah. because we can't have Hogan fight them. Yeah. I you mean, Ken, I mean, yeah, Ken Patera. I mean, I mean, Ken Patera as a heel. I mean, some people don't even remember that, but Ken Patera yeah. was an amazing heel. And then he made some bad choices, uh, yeah. you know, threw a few, threw a few rocks. <laughs> and uh, with the best part of that story is, you know, maybe you remember who he's with, right? Masa no, Saito. Masa Saito. <laughs> I mean, is there? I mean, I, again, I know we're kind of far afield, but Masa Saito. You want to talk? The other day. Uh, I, I was watching something I showed Haley. It was a little clip on uh, Facebook. It was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kind of, and it's Masa Saito wrestling Larry Zabisco. And Masa Saito has got Larry Zabisco's leg bent in two different directions. And Larry Zabisco is screaming the way La- only Larry Zabisco can scream. Right? And you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> and Saito's, the look on his face is that he's happy he's breaking his bones. I'm like, oh yeah, God, I love Masasito. Like, guys <laughs> love him so much. Like, he's just, he's just, he. Because the thing is, he'd never be world champion. He's not the guy. I mean, he, him, and Masa Fuji, Mister Fuji, you know, were tag yeah. team and stuff. They, he's never gonna be the guy. But oh God, I love that. He was just <laughs> evil, and he could just, he was, oh, he just hurt you, and you're like, yeah. everything he did looked like it hurt. It's yep. like, it's like when you watch Haku. You know everything yeah. he's hitting with actually does hurt. Because it does hurt, yeah. right. There's no, it's, it's, it's a, it, you know, it's, it's yeah. like uh, uh, McFoley says in his first book, he learned the secret of Terry Funk's beautiful left hand when he got punched right in the jaw with it. Yes. So, <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, though? It's one of those yeah. things, like, he just he made it look, like, so painful and real. And when you see Hogan in Japan wrestling those guys, you're like, oh, that's Masaito. Like, that guy could break your bones. And you're watching him, yeah. like, grind Hogan's leg. And you're like, oh, man, he's going to break Hogan's leg. And you think... Man, Hogan had his leg broke when he first tried to break in the yeah. business and all those other Hero stuff. Hero Matsuda. Right. Yeah, Hero Matsuda broke his leg down in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. the first day to, 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 to try to, him to leave, and he came back, and that was how they proved he was he had it to be a wrestler. You know, Nowadays, there'd be a lawsuit, and people oh would be like, God. oh, my God, it can't happen. Get out of my bubble, you know, kind of thing. Um, you, you, don't go to, you don't go to a, tra- a wrestling school. You go to a performance center. Yes. Well, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But, you know, so it's just that the thing is, when you Hogan's leg drop, though, um, you know, in America makes a lot of sense in, in Japan, it would have been a, not to say insulting, but it would not have been as effective a finisher, um, as the ax bomber or the other stuff he would do. Not saying well, he didn't yeah. do it, but he needed to have something that had to be like, Oh, like, cause he's just a big dude. He had to have a yeah. big dude move kind of thing. So, and, and the thing with the ax bomber also part of that is the culture around the lariat mm-hmm. in Japanese pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. In, Pur- in Puruessa, the lariat, lariat tall, you know, is such a big deal that to have this variant of the, the lariat by this giant, this mm-hmm. American giant, mm-hmm. that's a, that, that was a, no, that, that was capital B big deal, you know, yeah. so. It's, but uh, actually, speaking of New Japan, Robert actually goes right to it. So, oh, Robert, you're, okay. you were, Thank he you, Robert. was, uh, see, that Segway school that we went to <laughs> paid off as we got our listeners doing it for us. Uh, Robert says, have any of you seen Kenny Omega's one winged oh. angel? Uh, for those who may not know the one-winged angel, the best way I can describe it is an electric chair into a reverse muscle buster, mm-hmm. and it looks like it hurts really very much bad. Yeah. Uh, he says, from what I hear, because I admit I don't watch New Japan, but hear about it from Cyrus, since he does color commentary for NJ, NJPWorld.com, this is a yeah. great finisher. So far, it has been protected by not always being used, and when used, nobody has been able to escape it unless they've reached the ropes and the ref stops to count. I've looked on YouTube to see this, and it looks like it looks crazy to take, like it could break your neck if you land mm-hmm. wrong. Anyway, until next time, have a nice day. Thank you. Robert Ludwig, Nevada, Iowa. 
Uh, first off, thank you very much for writing in, Robert. Very much appreciated. And yeah, Kenny Omega's One Wing Angel. I've never seen it. I've never seen Kenny Omega in person, but man, that that looks terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it looks dangerous. I'm I'm be honest with you. Is that it's a move you're never going to see in WWE. Um, you're never going to see that happen in the states, except on an indie. It's it's just too dangerous for what they do here um, in in the states by way of wrestling. Um, I am not the biggest Kenny Omega fan in the world. Uh, I think some of his shtick sometimes hurts the business. Um, and I'm not going to get on. I'm not going to be like Jim Cornette and go on and on about this. I just don't believe what he does always helps the business. And I think he he's he again his job is to make money for himself, and I get that. Um, but at the same token, I don't love the Young Bucks all the time, but I actually like the Young Bucks a lot. But I've seen, but I mean, I've seen them do things that are not uh, good for business, um, for the the business of, of for, for pro wrestling. And there's moves that are used um, that are, to me, look very dangerous. That you know, and I don't mean like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking. I mean, I'm looking at a move. I know how dangerous a pile driver can be. Like I understand you right. can kill someone with a pile driver. Like I'm not stupid. Like, but I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, that's a lot for this to happen. And I'm not sure, like, why, okay, you know, why we're doing this. And I think what happens is, um, in New Japan, they appreciate the idea of protecting a move. And when Kenny Omega eventually wrestles Chris Jericho in January, um, because that's the big match coming up, um, and it, it, it happened at the last major show that, that yeah. Jericho put it out there and it's going to happen. That move might be in that match, but I would not be surprised if it's not. Um, not to say that Jericho won't take it because Jericho pretty much does, he knows how to do business. Um, but that might be something where they don't give it to you. And as, as a way of the fans being like, oh, he didn't even hit, imagine he got that and whatever might have gone on in it. Or maybe they set it up and he, and Jericho escapes and whatever. Um, it's, it is what it is. I mean, and the thing is this is that even as Luke said, the Lariat is so revered there. Uh, we all know about Brain Buster, you know, and yep. like they don't play around when they do those things. Like when there's a when there's a guy who's known for being able to deliver a killer Brain Buster, you don't pop up from it. Like yeah. you're down, you're hurt. This is like they're selling you that yes, you're really hurt. And I think one of the things that cheapens, and this is what I'm talking about, not good for business. Um, and I actually. I mean, Will Ospreay is insane. I, I've never seen Will wrestle in person. Did you see Will Ospreay wrestle or no? No, I did no. not. Who, someone was telling me they saw Will Ospreay wrestle in person. They said he was phenomenally good. And the guy, he he's known his match against Ricochet. And Ricochet. I've seen Ricochet wrestle. Ricochet is phenomenal. I mean, Ricochet, we saw Ricochet, and he wrestled Cody Rhodes. And it was probably the best match I'd seen live since like the ROH pay-per-view I went to, you know, kind of thing. And, and that had, right. you know, uh, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards in a match. I mean, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like elite good. When they do like a thousand flippity flops and moves and no one gets hurt, like no one's even selling a leg or selling that they're hurt. Uh, it's awesome. It's, it's a spot fest, but it's like spots for doing spots. It's not pro wrestling anymore. You know what I'm saying? And right. I think yeah. that's, yeah, it's, and, well, and that, it's that, entertainment. Then that, that's, yeah, and that and that's been the thing that's been kind of going around. It started. It was it was the whole thing with uh, I forget who it was who said it originally, but then uh, um, Randy Orton retweeted it. It's mm. the dive argument. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, dive, and yeah. and that's and you know I I can I can see both sides of it. I can understand where the original point was that doing the moves just to do the moves 
mm-hmm. doing, I, and I kind of agree with that, doing moves doesn't get you over. Telling the story and the, the psychology will get you over. Yep. Doing the moves will get you YouTube hits. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you're trying to monetize YouTube clicks. And if that's, you know, again, you're an indie guy doing that, I don't have sure. any problem with that. Yeah. But that you can't, it, it, it's tough to have a whole show of that. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, um, just as an example, you mentioned Ring of Honor. When I went to see um, Best in the World in 2016 up in Charlotte, mm-hmm. okay, that that was um, you know that was the main event of that was Jay Lethal versus Jay Briscoe. It was their, mm-hmm. Briscoe's rematch for the world title. So you had some crazy spot fest on that show, but it wasn't that wasn't all it was. You mm-hmm. had you know you had uh, brawling. You had a battle without honor between Steve Carino and um, uh, B.J. Whitmer. You know, with, with a with a with a you know a guy with uh, Carino breaking a bottle over Whitmer's head, which was crazy, because it, because he, because the bottle is sitting on the on uh, this uh, Kevin Ke- Ken Kelly was still the Kevin Kelly was still doing announcing, mm-hmm. so it's a beer bottle that's been sitting on his desk all night, and Carino gets it and pops the top off with his thumb and then smashes the bottle over uh, mm-hmm. Whitmer's head. So it was a great spot, you know. Right. Yeah. But, and uh, and then he then he and then he's all cut up and then he gets the grabs the bottle of uh, alcohol from mm-hmm. the doctor and sprays it all mm-hmm. over him and we're all going yeah. you know? but but the, the my point is is that there was psychology throughout the night so it wasn't just all spots mm-hmm. and in my experience all the live Ring of Honor stuff I've been to primarily in up in Charlotte but we did uh, we see him in Atlanta air quotes up to the mic they're actually in Duluth every now and again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 don't do that where it's yeah. just spot fest the whole night. They mix it up enough that you get different uh, different types of things on the card, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing with the the I mean, one winged angel is a great move. Like I said, it always reminds me a bit of the muscle buster, which mm-hmm. is another I love. I know you love the muscle mm-hmm. buster with Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. um, uh, to, uh, not Togi Magapi, um, uh, Muhammad Yone yep. has a really nice muscle buster too. He kinda, his is a little bit different than Joe because he's taller than Joe is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you talk about moves that are dangerous. I'm still amazed, sitting here in 2017, that WWE lets AJ Styles use the Styles Clash. Mm. I mean, if there's if there's not a sign that Vince and Triple H and, you know, anybody else in any position of power trusts AJ Styles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then to let yeah. him use the Styles Clash on occasion. I mean, James Elworth almost killed himself taking a Styles Clash because he tucked his head. Yeah. I mean, you just search anywhere you can find this video where Styles basically falls onto his knees so he doesn't kill Ellsworth because he sees it. Right. So it's like, you know, I mean, AJ is, is a guy that, yeah. you know, I, I have all the faith in the world in, and he's another great guy. Another guy can do spot fest if he wants, but tells good stories yeah. in his matches. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I've, I've never seen Kenny Omega. I've seen pretty much the rest of the Bullet Club at this point from ROH. You know, I I always liked uh, Hangman um, Hangman Page. Yep, I like and him I, too. I always li- and I've always liked Cody Rhodes. So Cody oh. as the ROH World Champion right now is just a great. I love that whole bit. I know some people down on it. It's like, oh well, this WWE reject is the World Champion. It's like, mm, yeah, okay, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? The point is that he never got the opportunities, and now mm-hmm. he does, and look what he does. Right. So it's it's kind of basic storytelling, but it's like Cody can also back it up. I know a lo- it's funny because Cody's one of those guys that when he was in the WWE. Everybody on the internet championed him, but now that he's an ROH, like, well, he only ever brings like a you know a seventy five percent to a match. It's like maybe maybe some of the matches you're watching when he was in the E, but not on the indie cards. Yeah, he's no. not on the indie cards. And having seen him relatively recently, we saw him uh, him and uh, it was again it was Ricochet versus Cody Rhodes, and on the same card you had um, uh, oh what the heck's his name uh, Jack Swagger. 
he goes by Jack Hager, right? Because he Jake Hager, yeah, Jake, yeah. And then uh, and and then um, oh, Dijak. They wrestled the match. Oh, Donovan Dijak. Two, yeah. two giants in the ring. Oh, I mean, gosh. They're there, and Haley goes, both of those men are very tall. I'm like, honey, we're <laughs> not even close to the ring. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it was a loaded card top to bottom. There was, uh, you know, uh, Flip Gordon was on it. Uh, then all these guys who are, are ROH guys, and this was a local uh, kind of thing through NEW. But this just amazing talent. I'm like, wow, this is really good. And I always thought Cody was really good. And one of the things you always heard about Cody is he would go with ideas, and he's like, no. No, right. they'd shoot his idea down. Okay, and then they give him like a, a a crappy idea, and then what happened? He'd take a crappy idea and he'd try to make it really good. Sounds like someone else they did that to. Who else with the last name <laughs> Rhodes did they decide to give a really crappy gimmick to, and they made it good? Wait, who else? Yeah, two guys with the last name Rhodes they did that to, and the problem mm-hmm. was if you think about it, you know, I opened with a little dust the Rhodes, right? They gave him polka dots as a rib. And what is poke, what, what, what do we remember from Survivor Series? I'm thankful for my polka dots, polka right? Dots. And, you know, <laughs> and he made that work because Dusty Rhodes is amazing like that. Yeah. D- well, Gold I'd... Dust was a direct shot. I mean, at Dusty, it's, it's just them taking shots at him. And Gold Dust is still wrestling to that. He's, he's still yeah. over. Yeah. You know? And, and it, cause it had changed. If Cody Rhodes had been, I mean, the Stardust thing was just, you know, just too much, but, even that was getting over. Like, yeah, even, he, yeah, he was even getting that over. I mean, the whole yeah. thing, like dashing Cody Rhodes yeah. becoming, uh, no, the, the dastardly Cody Rhodes when he was wearing the mask yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, then he comes out at WrestleMania dressed as Mr. Sinister. And it's like, well, of course he does, because he's been telling us for years that he's a gamer and a comic book fan. So, of course, now he's a masked right. villain. Right. Of course, he's going to make this work. No, I mean, Cody, I, I, I really like Cody a lot, and I, and I have for a long time. I, the first time I saw him was actually at a SmackDown taping in Greenville, mm. where it was a, uh, 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 look at this, Segway School. It was a uh, street fight <laughs> against <laughs> Randy Orton. You know, and yeah. Orton looked great because he went over where he beat the living shit out of Cody Rhodes up and down yeah. the Bonsi Corps Wellness Arena, back then called the Bilo Center. I mean, and he, I mean, he really, I mean, Cody was a bloody mess after yeah. that match, oh, which sure. was amazing. But on SmackDown, they could get away with that back sure. then. This back when it was taped. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, one wing, <laughs> yeah, one wing angel is one of those is a great sure. move. You're never going to see it here in the no. states unless you go to maybe an ROH show, mm-hmm. and even then, I doubt it because well, usually that's just on a New Japan show. But Kenny Omega but, might do it. I mean, here's what will happen: um, if Kenny Omega was in ROH. Uh, you know, if he was if he was in town for doing the yeah, show. Yeah, if he was to- if he was touring, touring with the U.S. Yeah, and it was a title match. I mean, which can't happen right now because the the you know we call it Cody's got the belt. But yeah. I'm saying is, but if if there was if there if Cody was to let's say drop the belt and or let's say I don't know the you know the 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 Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega decided that Cody Rhodes is no longer the American Nightmare and he needs to be gone or whatever the case might be. Yeah, you could see Cody Rhodes taking that move and an ROH oh, yeah. show. But that's right. about the only place in America you're going to see it where it would be done at least to the point where, you know, you wouldn't feel like maybe this is just somebody trying to kill somebody, you know, right. kind of thing. So, um, uh, let me, re- real quick aside yeah. about the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. about Bullet Club and Ring of Honor. Um, I'm not going to tell the booking committee at WWE how to do their job, <laughs> but you had AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got four guys, right? And then right now in Ring in Ring of Honor, we've got Cody Rhodes, we've got Hangman Page, we've got the villain Marty Skrull, and we've got the Young Bucks. So five guys. You've got one more guy, okay? In ROH, 
The world title is on Cody Rhodes. The world, the television title is on Marty Skrull. Okay. The Young Bucks hold the tag team championship, and the six-man tag is Young Bucks and Hangman Page, the Hung Bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you see how you can bring a villainous group in that's got success elsewhere and have them control a storyline for a while by having them hold titles? You see how that works? Whether instead of having them all come in and have them job constantly to people. Well, I mean, I am I am yeah. so glad. I'm not even kidding. I am so glad that uh, that Gallows and Anderson don't have to keep you know keep touring Japan. That they can be in the U.S. and have a lighter schedule and a safer schedule sure. and be with their families and make money. But come on, yeah. I mean, you're going to, I mean, I understand that, you know, people who make it big elsewhere don't get over here, but you're like, you're going to have Gallows and Anderson job out to every team you can parade in front of them, give them a a token, you know, six week run with the belt. And then, oh, you're back to jobbing again. Come on, man. The problem was (laughs) that they came out and they, when they came out on WETV, it was white hot. Like it was, Oh yeah. okay. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't road warrior pop but no, it was a big pop get road warrior yeah. heat anymore. I mean, yeah, but, i'm just throwing it but, out there yeah. i mean it wasn't it wasn't road warrior stuff so let's let's but but it was it was really close to what we get nowadays you know when when you know half the audience just doesn't even care i mean remember half the audience is on their phone the entire time they paid for a seat to look at their phone which yeah. is insane um but they got a great pop and it was like whoa and and, and what happened what happened everyone's like Oh my God, Finn Balor, the the Balor Club, because he had shirts that said the Balor Club, like <laughs> they had it set up, and, and what they happens? were black and white with bullets on yes. them for crying yes, out loud. I know, and everyone started to like, oh my God, they're gonna do it, Finn Balor and them, and then AJ came and they're like, oh no, it's going to be AJ, and like who's gonna be, and and what happened? People started using the lump three feet above their ass and started coming up with ideas, <laughs> and WE said. No, we don't like those ideas. We do none of that. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, like you had an opportunity for a 12 to a 15 month run of different stuff. Not just let's burn it out in 15 days or 15 minutes, but you bring in Balor. I mean, obviously he got hurt, which we, no one was going to count on him getting hurt at SummerSlam and being out, but you debuted right. AJ, whatever. AJ debuts at the at the at the Royal Rumble. You now have Gallows and Anderson. You have Finn. Put them together. Make them the four of them. I know they don't like four guys. They like three guys. They like threes. I know the Shield yeah. and you know whatever. Put the four yeah, of them yeah, together yeah. because it right. work. First of all, they work real well. And then what you have very simply is that you know AJ be like, well, you think we do this? And Finn's like. Well, you know, AJ, I'm the leader of this group. I don't think you are. And just have that little bicker happen. But it all gets smoothed over and everyone's (laughs) fine and what a, what a, what a. And all of a sudden, you can now run that as they, you can run that six to eight months, six to eight months, just run it out. And then maybe in a match, AJ, you know, throws, somebody ducks and hits the, the, the phenomenal forearm. forearm, um, Yeah. on 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 uh, on Finn Balor. and yeah. Balor gets knocked. Maybe they're tag champions. Go with the old WWE, you know, old you know Steve Austin. This week, Steve Austin and Triple H are champions, but they hate yeah. each other. It's okay, we'll make them champions, right? <laughs> because they gotta hold the belts, right? Put them together and have them hold the belts and have them lose the belts and and it, and it gets a pull apart and all of a sudden and have it go to Survivor Series and have yeah. them be a team and have like something happen. Have that happen at Survivor Series, whatever. <laughs> 
You know, like it does. It's not hard to book this stuff. But you're you're thinking outside the box, right? That, that that's the but problem. What I'm saying right is right there. You could now have Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, not as a throwaway match because a bunch of people got meningitis a couple months ago, right? <laughs> on a pay per view, you could have that be a main event of WrestleMania. But there's a you know there's some people who make decisions on WWE who don't want to see two small guys wrestle. The yeah. problem is, and you know I'm right, and everyone listening here knows I'm right, and even if you don't want to tell yourself I'm right, you know I'm right. Why does NXT uh, takeovers outshine the pay-per-views the next day? Because NXT doesn't have all giant guys. They have all different kind of guys. <laughs> they have guys who are all different sizes and shapes and whatever, and they all work real well. They get guys who get there and work. And do their different thing. And what happens is that you put on cards that are like, holy cow. Like, guys like Aleister Black, Tommy End. That's his real yeah. name. That's what he is. You know, kind of thing. I've watched Tommy End for years. And I'm like, man, Aleister Black. People are like, this guy's crazy. Because he doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah. like anybody else. That's because he's actually insane. Right. I think that's a big part well, of it for Tommy End. What I'm, what I'm yeah. saying is, like, you had this opportunity. And they keep having this opportunity. Because right now they have the opportunity in NXT. Right now... You have um, Fish, O'Reilly, and Cole together. Yep. As uh, what they call themselves, the Undisputed Era or something like whatever they. I don't remember what their, yeah. their name is. Right. Right. And they tried to bring in Roderick Strong, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, what a good idea. Roddy should either not join them, which is what happened, or yeah. Roddy should be with them and be the reason they lose. Right. Because Roderick Strong, and again, you may not lock right. I know. I know you like Roddy. Right? Yep. He's kind of a smaller guy, whatever. He's perfect to be the face. So you make him the scapegoat for the heels, and then he has to get friends to help him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Th- no, I'm, no, I'm not I, trying I, to fancy I, book. I know people hate when you no, fancy yeah, book and no, stuff, no. but it's just it, like... It, it when, comes with the territory. But I'm saying, but when, like, think about this. We've seen a lot of talent in one place that wasn't booked well, Right. We saw a lot of talent come in, and it wasn't booked well. And then what happened was you get other people show up who they, they, they feel must be the, the main guy. Okay? And and we saw this in WCW. We've seen this other places. Like I mean, it's, it's a shame because when you see talent not getting a chance, and then said talent gets a chance somewhere else, and you're like, see, I told you he was good. I mean, yeah. that's... That is, there's nothing, there's nothing that is more frustrating to me than when Mikey Bennett and, and Maria showed up and I'm yeah. like, oh yes. And what happens? It's not about Mikey Bennett. It's about Maria. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Maybe they'll give Mikey a sh-. and they make Mikey like a loser. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, come on, Mikey. Bennett. And I was never, when I first saw Mikey Bennett, I was not a huge fan of his. And then I watched him wrestle a few times. I'm like, oh, this guy's good. Like, the Kingdom, this makes sense. Matt Taven, I let me, I've seen Matt Taven wrestle for years. I'm like, I like this idea. Ooh, the yeah. Kingdom, this could work. And why does the Kingdom work? Because the Kingdom exists in ROH and NEW and 20 other different places where these guys wrestle once in a while, but it exists there. I'm like, this could totally work. And not have it, but, but no. But then, I mean, he had other issues with substance abuse, and now Maria's pregnant, and the whole nine, right? Whatever. But I'm like, yeah. man, this guy's got talent. Give him a chance. And they don't want to give him a chance because Mikey Bennett is not a big dude. and right. But he's really good. And the problem is in TNA, they gave him a chance and he got really over. 
and then TNA's and like, then, oh, he's over. Yeah, Quick, get him off he's TV. Over. Yeah. yeah, he's over. Screw the fuck that. We need, we need bring, yeah. uh, bring yeah. Del Rio back yeah. in here. Yeah. Get Bobby Lashley back on the screen. We haven't had enough of him today. Have him come out here. Make sure he takes his shirt off so his big nipples stick out. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> did, you, did you see the thing Lashley said that that he is that he basically is um, is is Paul Heyman's side chick. That when Heyman's mad with. Uh, with Brock, I he did calls. Not see this? Oh boy! Yes, he says that when Lashley says that when Heyman is mad with Brock Lesnar, he calls him up and starts, "Hey, what? How you doing, man?" You know, so it's like Heyman's kind of hedging his bets. Oh best boy! Lesnar, you know, they finally think you know enough's enough of Lesnar. Nah. Well, I got I got the black Brock Lesnar. <laughs> they tried that in WWE. He was really good in WWE. I mean, yeah. I I loved Lesnar, but I mean, Lashley was really good. But they never they, they I don't think they knew what to do with him. Like and no. you know well, he could, well the thing is he back then I mean he, I'm not saying that Lashley is the second coming of uh, well he's you know he, of of uh, of Jake Snake Roberts but he can't talk very well no, and he the, can't. The, so they so they made a whole format of matches to suit him that way in yes. TNA where yes. he just had to go and fight and not well, talk that's his whole job is just to be the big guy who's like tougher yeah. than nails so but it doesn't doesn't hurt that he's actually what do you call it? It doesn't hurt that he actually fights MMA fights now. Yeah. You know, so well, you, see, like, you, you meant you uh, you mentioned Jack Swagger. See, Jack Swagger is going to go fight for Bellator. Yes. So look forward to seeing Jack Swagger get beaten on an undercard yeah. of an upcoming Bellator yeah. fight. And uh, correction, stat boy in my ear, uh, Marty Skrull actually dropped the belt quite a while ago. It's Kenny King is the oh, ROH okay. World Television Champion because Kenny King was on the Bachelorette, so he's over now. You know that Kenny, Kenny you, was, you know that he actually asked out of his ROH deal to go onto the Bachelorette because he figured he was going to he was going to win and become he always a. Uh, did. Well, I know, I but that's the batch. I don't watch it either. But he asked out of his contract, and they, they were going to renew him. He goes, "I'm not renewing this. I want out of this because I'm going to become a, I'm going to become a star." And when it didn't happen, he came back. And yeah. and, and I'm not knocking Kenny King because I mean, like again, his entire th- again, he's another guy who wrestling is not what he wants to do. I mean, he's good at it, but yeah. he doesn't want to be a wrestler. He wants to be a star, and that's right. fine. I mean, I'm not knocking a guy for wanting to do that, but he doesn't want to be a wrestler. And there are times when it's frustrating to see someone get that opportunity, and especially with his, because he has such great talent and ability. And then you're like, dude, but you could be such a good wrestler. The All Night Express was a joke. The All Night Express became really good. Because Red yeah. Titus, even though um, Kelly was in the bathroom when he walked in there with his giant title and then the two ladies to film an angle, um, long story. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's an ROH show. You never know what's going to happen. Hernandez yep. opened the door. No one was going to ar- ar- argue with Big Mex. He's going to open the door. <laughs> oh, Kelly was in heaven. Uh, he was there were replacements. Um, it wasn't supposed to be uh, Hernandez. Uh, Hernandez came to fill in because someone else couldn't be there, so it became Homicide and Hernandez. And, and Kelly's like, we're the first people there. We're there yeah. two hours before the show opens, and Hernandez is there, and she's just staring at Hernandez. She's like, oh my god, I love Hernandez. And <laughs> so what happens is. She knocks on the door and he's like, she goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And she, she's like, oh, come on in. And you saw like one of the security guys going to say something and, and big, you know, you know, super max looks at him and he's like, all right, all right, bro. No, I'm good. Bro, I'm good. Cause yeah. Hernandez is scary in person. Oh yeah. He's, I mean, I've, oh yeah. He's Hernandez got is insane. huge <laughs> hands. I mean, I'm just saying like he, he goes to grab the door to open it and like engulfs the entire locking mechanism. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a really good wrestler. I mean, it's a shame he never caught on um, in with WWE because I think they could have used him. Um, he he could have basically been exactly what they thought they had with Roman Reigns, but then Roman Reigns not really any good. It's okay. He's part yeah, of the but, Shield but, again, so we can cheer him. I was gonna say, but Hot Stuff Hernandez is not. He's no. not. 
he's not Samoan. So no, I know he's not. <laughs> he's Samoan. not going to fit. No, I'd say, anyway. I'd say this about Rhett Titus. Mm-hmm. Rhett Titus, one of the hardest working men of ROH. Sure. I uh, because he also used he also portrayed the romantic touch. Yes, and he, the romantic touch is great. I love the romantic yeah. touch. He also used to sell shirts. And he also was part of the ring crew, and he also was part of, like, Red Titus was one of those guys. He, I, I, he, he, you know, you would see him at the show, you're like, who's that hippie looking guy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then you're like, is he a wrestler? It's like, holy oh. shit, that's the dude. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, I know that guy. Well, yeah. that, that was my booty call. He used to walk around without his mask on, um, generico. And yeah. you would know who he was, or, or even delirious. He'd walk around with yeah. his mask on, and you're like, okay. Like, I'm not kidding. I actually bought ROH merchandise, um, from Brent, Brent Albright. And I love Brent Albright. Yeah. Brent Albright. I mean, I love him. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, Brent Albright. He's like, holy crap, you're the one. Who I'm, I'm like, and I look down. I go, I'm wearing your shirt, dude. He's like, you are wearing my shirt. And I'm like, I'm like, dude. I go, you were awesome. I said, I loved it when you were in OVW with, and that was some of the, you know, that I'm talking about Brent Albright, yeah. some, uh, um, CM Punk, and Aaron the Idol Stevens, aka yep. Damian Mizdow, whatever they call him, right? Right. I go, that stuff was awesome. He goes, man, no one even remembers that. I'm like, man. Whatever happened to Kenny Doan? And then, of course, everyone starts laughing because everyone's like, Ken Doan's a joke. Ken Doan, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, if Ken Doan had not been Kenny in the Spirit Squad, Ken Doan would be what he should be in Randy Orton's spot. Yeah. Just saying. Better than Orton. But anyway, we got things to talk about here. We're a little, little far off. Little it's far okay. Off. I do, one, <laughs> one last thing about talking about Red Titus. Former yeah. tag team partner of Red Titus and Kenny King, Caprice Coleman. Yes. Had one of my favorite moments ever. The first time, the first ROH show in Charlotte was called The Big Bang. Yes. And oh, I was yeah. at that show. And that was one of Caprice Coleman's first shows with ROH. Mm-hmm. And he's like the second match on the card. And he comes out. And, and Caprice Coleman, you know, he's got kind of a soft-spoken voice, you know. Yeah. And he says, man, I'm so happy to be here wrestling in Charlotte, North Carolina. There's a great wrestling history in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm not going to say any names because I don't know anybody in the back. And I don't know if I say the wrong name. I'm going to piss somebody off and not be on this card. So great wrestling history here in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, <laughs> Caprice Coleman, uh, former partner of Cedric Alexander, way yep. back in the way back, way back in the day. Uh, oh, I, I, I like Caprice. He he is yeah. a he's a guy that again doesn't get a lot of credit, but always always shows up to work. Good wrestler. And now he's kind of yeah. he's transitioned into a interviewing role as well. He does did the pulpit on but, ROH TV, which I, I, I like. Doesn't doesn't he train too? He trains. Yeah, guys he too. does. He does trains guys. He's as well, good. Yeah. I mean, but again, he he knows how to wrestle. He knows how to tell a story. He knows how to get in the ring. Like he knows how to make his wrestling mean something. There you go. Yeah. Who would have gathered that? We need. <laughs> so, um, uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, now, now that we're like forty-five minutes into the show, I yeah. guess we should talk about the topic of the show, right? Yeah, Which is yeah. gimmick matches. And uh, before Hero was uh, assaulted um, and beaten in the back with a chain by mysterious assailants who uh, sped away in a late model Russian car, um, you know, we heard a lot about being hacked by the Russians in the last year. And all I can think of, when, you know, get back to the wrestling is where getting hacked by the Russians means that the Koloffs laid out Magnum TA with their chain, well, you know. <laughs> and, and not just the, any Koloffs. I guarantee yeah. you, Ivan was was dictating the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, as much as as much as Cr- Crusher Khrushchev and uh, and Ivan uh, Ivan uh, Koloff Nik- were there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or Nikita Koloff. Nikita Ivan Koloff. Koloff was definitely the mastermind behind it. So you, you cannot him? you cannot trust the Russians. I know it's. <laughs> 
I, you know what's funny is that many years ago when I was living in Aiken, um, Nikita Koloff became a minister. Yes, yes. And he came and was preaching at one of the local churches, and I almost went just to say, you attacked Sting, and I will never forgive you, sir. But Well, <laughs> you know, the funny part is, if you think about that, like all the, all the like, I mean, I always, Nikita Koloff was always my favorite of all that group of guys. I love Nikita Koloff because he just was, I, and when he became the guy who filled in for Magnum because, you know, he, yeah. it's, it's uh, Magnum was, you know, almost died in the car wreck, and then it was his debt of honor to take him, like whatever. And it was, I always thought that was really cool. Um, you know, I always liked those Russians better. And there's nothing against uh, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov was really cool. Um, but Boris Zukov, yeah, man, your skull is huge, dude. I'm just throwing it out there. I know you, you know, know that. Remember, remember on it's Z100 like morning. And you remember on Z100 the morning zoo. Greg uh, T, the round-headed, round-headed frat, frat boy. boy. Yes, yeah. yeah. That that was Boris Zukov was the round-headed Russian boy because yeah. that's ex- he had an incredibly round head. And <laughs> the thing was, I mean, but I think that's one of the problems I had with the Russians. When you looked at the Russian team um, in WWF at the time, it was Nikita Koloff, who, you know, who's a big dude, and you don't mess with him. I mean, that's he was one of the Mongols for you know. It was Nikolai of, Volkov? What did I say? You said Nick, Nikita, Kol- Nikita oh, Koloff. Sorry, Nikolai Volkov. That's what I meant. You know what yeah, I meant. Yeah, he was one yeah. of the Mongols, you know, kind of thing from there. Uh, he was Mongol Ghetto or, or uh, what a Geppo, whatever the heck it was. But he yeah. was one of the Mongols. Um, uh, and, and, and then he was used to be teamed with the Iron Sheik, which made perfect sense. This is a really, yeah. you know, team that doesn't play around. But when they brought in Boris Zukov, I was like, man, they kind of look too cartoony, right, kind of thing. Like they always had them with the hats and the shirts and, the, you know, the jackets, and which is fine. But because because your Russians that you had uh, in T and and at the NWA were Ivan Koloff, who had a chain and had a Russian headband on, but he looked like some guy who would carve you up, like yeah. like he looked like he chain smoked all the way to the ring, and then had a knife to kill you with, and then you had Kursher Khrushchev, Barry Darso, yeah. you know Smash, all the you know you know um, Matt, uh, what was his name yeah. uh, the the golfer. Um, uh, oh, uh, uh, Stuart Payne. Stuart Payne, you know, Payne, whatever. Or Payne, Payne Stewart. Or Payne, Payne Stewart. Stewart. Stewart Payne's real yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, he was fine, but he was just big muscle. But once they brought in Nikita, when it was Nikita and Ivan, okay, like <laughs> those are two guys you don't want to fight because yeah. they'll kill you. You know. Well, so yeah, I mean, had, I mean, in all the years of watching wrestling, I can't remember a single instance of seeing uh, Boris Zukov win a match. Uh, I don't ever remember seeing the Bolsheviks win a match. So, and I, and you know me, I mean Nik, Nikolai Volkov, personal favorite of mine for many years for reasons lost to history. But in any, yeah. actually, you know, my my part of that was remember we had, I had the thumb wrestlers of yes. Junkyard Dog and Nikolai Volkov. Yes, and I had uh, Hogan and uh, of course uh, Iron Sheik. Piper one. Oh, Iron oh, Sheik. Oh, oh, no, you're right. We had I was Piper and Hogan. Yes, I yes. later got an Iron Sheik. Um, yeah. It was you either got. Uh, Hogan and the Sheik, or Hogan and Piper. And I, we had Piper, yeah. and I had Piper and Hogan, and you had uh, um, Nikolai uh, Volkov and uh, a Junkyard Dog. I later yeah, got an Iron Sheik um, for like a buck because I wanted yeah. to add it to the collection. Um, yes, just cool stuff. So anyway, stuff. but uh, so so anyway, the um, the so we 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 originally convened here tonight to discuss uh, gimmick matches and as i said hero was unable to join us so but but he was uh, from the local medical center was able to send in his choices so we've got him here in no particular order and the first gimmick match that hero is a fan of is the i quit match and i just like to say that um, every time i think of an i quit match i now think of the infamous one between the rock and mick foley 
Yes, yeah, which is not and the best example of, of that. Which is not, but that's such a memorable yeah. one because it was so, at the time, really kind of over the top, and in yeah. retrospect, you look at it, you're like, oh, God, why did they do this? But the ending I always liked with the, where they had, uh, you know, they, Mick had said earlier in an interview, he had screamed, "I, you won't make me say I quit. Yeah, and then they played it over the house mic, and it was the perfect, you know, corporate corporation yeah. screw. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But the I quit match, it's it's you know, it's um, I mean, you you do see them now and again, but to me, it always makes me think of an older day. Yeah, you know, an older type of situation, and, and I and I do like them because it is a way to blow off a ma- a, a feud in right. a really good way, in a brutal way. Well, the thing is, what what what, uh, what Hero had said is uh, because the loser always comes back. Um, and the I quit match was always like, you would have one of those, um, and it would be the guy would leave the territory and he would go do, yeah. you know, six months somewhere else or whatever. And you can bring him back. It was like the loser leaves town match kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like well, it send had you that- down to Puerto Rico for six months. Right. Let you learn the Lucha Libre. Send you back up here, son. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but it, it was not unheard of for someone to go from Crockett, lose a match, a loser leaves town match, whatever, and go down to, to, to Eddie Graham in Florida and work or go to Bill Watts over, you know, in Louisiana and, and Oklahoma and go work there. You know, um, it was not unheard of for that to happen. And it actually kept guys fresh. Guys didn't get it stale so quickly. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's it's hard now because there is nowhere to go. Like there is no um, we're bringing it back to Cody Rhodes. But it's like to me, if WWE had been smart about this and let's face it, they weren't. They let Cody Rhodes go. Like, who cares? Let him go. Their best bet would have been like, okay, look, Cody, we're going to let you go, but, you know, we're going to help subsidize, you know, make sure you're paid. And like, kind of like the old ECW deal with WF had yeah. that was all secretive, right? Like, kind of get it out there and let Cody go be a, go be huge somewhere else and then say, hey, look, in a year or so, we want you back and have Cody Rhodes show up like in the Royal Rumble as number 30. You come out in in with with the R, come out with the ROH title on his waist. I mean, let's yeah. face it. I mean, if 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 you don't know this, folks, ROH uh, and and WWE they're already in bed together. All right? right, whatever real is happening, whatever you know, it's all the they're in already in bed together. ROH is uh, gets footage that's used and for WWE things. It's whatever the Kevin the Kevin Owens. They had a lot of Kevin Steen and El Generico stuff on there from ROH. All right, so have them come out with that. Or it's like what I said when CM Punk left, let him keep the belt and show up at, uh, you know, show up at an ROH show with the WF belt or WE belt around his waist. You want, you want buzz. You want, you can't buy that kind of buzz. Yeah. And that's what, we don't have that anymore. And I think, and that's why the I quit match, I think has gone away. The I quit match usually comes up. Um, the one I think about the, well, it's not, I wasn't an I quit match. Technically, I guess it was a submission match was Bret Hart and, uh, um, Steve Austin, where Steve Austin wouldn't quit, and it was Steve bleeding. Austin. Yeah, yeah. Steve Austin wouldn't quit. He was bleeding yeah. out. You know, it's WrestleMania 13, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then Shamrock had to get and intervene and stuff. And that's when Shamrock actually was young enough to, you know, look like he could do some damage. Not like nowadays, where he just gets hurt walking to the ring. Um, <laughs> he did. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but you know, what I'm saying, like, I mean, the guy quit match is always that kind of the great way to blow it off. I think it's one of those things that's now kind of lost um, because wins and losses don't mean anything anymore. Right. I think that's part of the problem too. You whether you win or whether you lose, it doesn't really matter as much anymore and it used to matter a lot more. Um it clearly never it, you know it, it never really matters cuz it's all fake, but you know, or, excuse me, it's all bullshit. What? Yeah. 
I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's part of what we see too is that it it was never you know when 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 losing that kind of match really meant something. And it did yeah. even in the '90s in the Attitude Era, it meant something. So yeah, and and having the ability, like you said, even if you you quit and then you went even to WCW or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, I've heard, I've re- I've listened to so many shoot interviews where they say, you know, back then at least you if if it wasn't working out in one place, you mm-hmm. could go to the other one. Mm-hmm. And now you don't really have that option yeah. because if you leave the WWE, you're you're not going to a similar setup. You know, shooting TV twice a week, pay per views once sure. a month. You're now going to an indie thing, which is uh, viable, clearly viable in today's market, but a different type of setup altogether. Yeah. And you're not making um, the same money and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and you're and you're doing your own travel and everything yeah, else. Right. Actually, this week in uh, Sports Illustrated, um, it's the one with Julio Jones on the cover. If anybody reads SI, there is a. It's called the best issue. I think it's all the best of various things. There is a great article about Dylan Postal best known as Hornswoggle, mm-hmm. and about him touring across the country with various groups of uh, of small people wrestling outfits. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really, I mean, yes, it's talking specifically about him as a, you know, uh, air quotes up to the mic, midget wrestler, which is a term that, that you can really only use that word in terms of wrestling now. Yeah. It's, it's, and it talks about that in the article that, you know, various groups have tried to get that word banned, but wrestlers, including the wrestlers themselves, will keep using it because it makes them money, right? you know? Yeah. But uh, but it, but the stuff they're talking about about him his travel and working you know four shows and four nights in four different cities and selling his own merch and all that and that's the life of an indie wrestler. Yep. yep. And a guy like a guy like Swaggle who has a lot of cred from his I mean you don't realize that he was worked for the for the E for like ten years. Yes. And yep. and he was there. He wasn't like you know this guy that you know he would pop up you know fairly regularly for a while there. Yeah. And he and he can work pretty good too. I mean. You know, he's he's he, he, uh, he's best known for the comedy stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. but he can work. But um, you know, so that it's a different it's a different lifestyle. It's not like you jump from WCW to WWF, and again, you're still touring. You're mm-hmm. running with with all the boys on the buses, or not in the bus, but on the cars, and you're yeah, going town yeah. to town and all that. It's different. So yeah, I mean, the the I what the what we see now is kind of the offshoot of that a lot. We just saw one not too long ago with Roman Reigns and uh, Big Strongman which was the ambulance match. Mm-hmm. So you get an ambulance match or a stretcher match, which is similar idea. And it ends up going all over the, all over the, the arena, arena. But yeah. because it's, because it's not specifically making the guy give up, it's not as, it's mm-hmm. a little more PG friendly in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Of course we say that. And then Roman Reigns tried to murder Braun Strowman in that match. Yes, he did. Like, <laughs> it's like, why is he allowed to leave the arena? You yeah. Know? Right. Right. And, and um, I, and, some, and somebody Kurt, might want him for questioning. No, and then, no one. And then Kurt, okay. Yeah. And then Kurt Angle has the greatest, like, cause Kurt Angle always has the greatest faces. And then when Braun Strowman rips the door, it's like, what? You know? <laughs> Uh, Kurt What's Angle. the matter with you, Kurt? I had a stroke. You know? I'm going to say this: Kurt Angle never had the, the 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 most luscious locks, but when now that he since since he lost his hair and then never grew his hair back in, his facial expressions have gotten better. <laughs> because you can now the hair, not that the hair took away, but his face is now like a blank slate. Like there's yeah. nothing in the way to distract you. Just what <laughs> you know, kind of thing. You know, I love Kurt, oh, Kurt Angle. I love, I love Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle too. Oh, you know, the three eyes saved my life. That's all I have to say. I had that shirt. I had, well, I had that shirt. I think I, I think it finally, whatever, but it just got, like, wore it so much. It was three eyes, you know, walking around. Yeah. People are like, real? I'm like, yeah. Every, the three read eyes, these man. things. This is real, dude. <laughs> yeah, this is real. 
So. This is McManerberry. That's like uh, you know, um, you know, hustle, loyalty, respect. Boo, you suck. You know? Yeah, it's funny. Is I, I wear I have John Cena shirts, and I, I love my John Cena stuff. I have Chain Gang stuff. I have the one for breast cancer awareness. I have all these different things, right? And it's funny because people are like, "Oh, John Cena," and I'm like, um, "So what's wrong with him? Is that he tells you to like? I mean, when I said when when this is the problem, it's always people like when they when you were a kid, didn't you say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and pray, you know, whatever? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, and I go, huh? So you hate Cena, huh? But hell, I love John Cena. Like I, I don't care. I mean, people get you know, mad about it. John Cena is amazing. He does. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not a full time wrestler anymore. I get it. But even if you don't like anything else about him, the man does more Make a Wish than any other sports athlete. Period. Uh, any anybody. Other actor, anybody, any, yeah. any celebrity, anybody. He is. He does more of them. I mean, the pay-per-view tonight, Kelly goes, oh, look, there's a Make-A-Wish kid right in the front. Because they have a Make-A-Wish shirt on stuff. And, you know, and what happens? I mean, Becky Lynch went over. Everyone came to the ring and went right over to that kid. Just goes, that why? Because that's what WWE does. And I know yeah. people like to get on them about stuff. But you know as well as I do. The Make-A-Wish stuff they do and the stuff for kids and, like, Connor's Cure and whatever. I mean, that stuff breaks my heart. I oh, mean, yeah. like, I mean, I'm crying my eyes out during Raw, not because of any angle. Because they're talking about, like, well, you know, here's a kid. Where, I'm like, good lord, this kid's tougher than all these tough guys. And anyone who's on oh, this tough, guy. good lord, this guy, that this kid has been fighting for his life. He's had 12 brain operations before he was one. He's whatever. Like he, every breath this kid takes is a fight. Yeah. Okay. So I, how tough are you? Right. This kid's what it is. And the, and the, the BE guys and the gals. I mean, I'm not saying it's just them. They all go out of their way for them because they're like, hey, you're the real hero. And these kids yeah. are ecstatic. My favorite one is always you ever see when that like John Cena's uh, no it was when with with Connor um, when before obviously before he um, passed away he goes to see the Big Show Big Show come here and Big Show's yeah. like getting his face and the kid doesn't back down he goes like I think I'm afraid of you he goes I've been fighting <laughs> cancer you've been born and Big Show's like all right man like Big Show's playing well, with him yeah but the kid's yeah, well, like I'm not afraid of this dude like I'm not afraid of dying and so like I'm gonna be afraid yeah. of you. Well, the, the, my, I say my, my favorite moment with, with Connor Michalik is, uh, Connor owns a clean win over Triple H. He and does. not many people can say that. He know? does. He does. <laughs> yes. A clean win. He didn't need any, but any interference. Yeah. Clean win. So, anyway. Uh, um, but, uh, well, yeah, the thing, the thing with, yeah, well, and you know, Cena always talks about that. He's because he was saying, oh, if you turn heel, think of the money you could make. He's like, but I can't do that to the kids. Yeah. Hey. You know? Dude, I love, I and, he, and he's and he's right. I'm I'm a big Cena mark too. Cena's a company man through and through, and I'm I'm always I've I've I like John Cena, and I I don't care what anybody says about yeah. that, you know, uh, you know. But but I like company guys also. I mean, you mentioned Big Show is one of my favorites. Another mm-hmm. guy that does so much stuff and you know gets saddled with so much crap and <laughs> makes makes you know makes uh try you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit sometimes, but uh, he tries. But, he tries. He, he tries. Show, yeah. I, had a, I read an interview with Show earlier in the year, and he said that, you know, if, if I come on Raw and it sucks, don't blame me. You know, you're like, I, he says that he'd much rather work a house, no, a house show where yeah. he can go out and just work and right. just work a match because that's what he likes to do yeah. rather than have to work about angles and stuff. So so if you want to see the big show, go to a house show. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah. So uh, the next number one. Number two on his list. I got it here. Um, yep. He had uh, was the TLC matches. He put, they were just mm-hmm. sure, so much fun. Um, TLC matches, when we first saw them, blew me away. And I'm like, what are we watching here? Right? Kind of thing. <laughs> like, am I watching the right channel? And I think the problem with TLC matches is that we now know how much damage they did to everybody. Like, at the time, you're like, you kind of, you kind of know. 
But yeah. now you're like, I really know. Yeah. Like, I really know. And and that's not to say that ECW or WCW um, didn't have their matches where people got hurt and they were, like, dangerous and stuff. But those TLC matches, I mean, I know what Chris is talking about. He's talking about Edge and Christian. He's talking about the Hardy Boys. He's talking about the Dudley Boys. He's talking about those TLC matches, right? I mean, that's what he's yeah. talking about. And those were TLC. They have a pay-per-view of TLC every year, whatever. Fine. He's talking about that. Because why? Because that's the kind of wrestling Chris likes. He likes that, that 90s wrestling. I know what Chris likes. We talk about all the time. It's always that stuff. And if it's not Chris, then you can correct me. But I'm telling you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And those things, <laughs> those matches were just so brutal when you watch them now. We were watching a TL, I have the both TLC uh, Blu-ray uh, DVD sets. And I'm watching with Haley. And Haley goes, why were they allowed to do that? And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, I never thought about it that way. Like, not like, man, look how young Jeff Hardy is. My daughter loves Jeff Hardy um, because he – I think it's because he has crazy hair. I think it's really why she mm-hmm. likes Jeff Hardy. And he wears, like, crazy outfits. Um, I was going to say, back in those days, Jeff Hardy, that's when his mm-hmm. – he was so young. That was when his catchphrase was, you're 18, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it still is. Um, uh, but I'm the man way, is married. Give him a break. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like, when you watch, when you watch it, though – you're like, Haley's like, why were they allowed to do this? Like, she knows that they're not allowed to do that stuff anymore. Like, they can't have these. Because she'd watch a TLC pay-per-view, and she's like, why are all those chairs there? I'm like, well, someone's going to pull them down on top of somebody. Or why yeah. this table there? Well, someone's going to go through that table. But you're watching Edge and Christian on the top of ladders, like, getting someone getting speared off a ladder. Right. Like, yeah. like, What? Like, or, or who is it? it's it's Jeff Hardy holding onto the case and Edge spears him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and then they show they and then here's the I mean the thing is, oh. you know, I, I will always say that the WWE's production oh, yeah. is always for the most part impeccable. Mm-hmm. Wh- whoever it was, whether it was you know Kevin Dunn or Michael P. S. Hayes, whoever it was that said, hey, let, let's put a camera above the briefcase, yeah, and shoot down makes that match that much crazier because as soon as you see a crazy spot, you're like, man, I hope they show a replay of that. (laughs) Right. But I'm saying is that, that, that to me is just, I mean, I, they, they were at the time they were insane and they were just were different level of what you was because you didn't see that stuff. I mean, and, and this, you're talking to two guys who went to ECW, who lived through ECW. I mean, we loved ECW. ECW did not do that. You know, I mean, I saw uh, Pipple number two choke slammed off the top of a truck through two tables <laughs> by primetime Brian Lee. Um, and even then, I could say I'd never seen anything like a, the TLC matches. And I still. Yeah, that that would right require now. ECW to, to regularly and uh, reliably get a hold of a ladder, which might be difficult. That's, yeah. you know. Well, that's why they used the truck, because they didn't have a ladder yeah. to get them up there. So they climbed up the truck. Um, in, other, in other things, they've actually gone from the crow's nest because yep. they can get up there. Um, but yeah. What I'm saying is TLC matches. I mean, I'm, I mean, I think I'm pretty on point with what you know, those were TLC matches are to me. Uh, yeah. You know, compared to like what we get nowadays at the TLC match of the, um, let's say the uh, the pay per view. It's just not really, right. you know. No, because it's not. It well, first off, it's it's a little bit different now, just because um, it's not teams like mm-hmm. the old TLCs were. Mm-hmm. It's 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 you know six guys all for themselves and all that, and everybody's yeah. you know so everybody's turning on each other. So you get a ser- you'll get a series of spots and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like like the Money in Bank ladder matches and stuff like that. Yeah, same you know, idea. Those have yeah. insane six spots in them. And you're like, I mean, like we I mean, we've seen poor Jeff Hardy gone through the ladder, and I'm like, oh my god, god, like yeah, and I'm like, I think he's dead. Like, I just think he's dead. Like, I mean, like, I know he's not dead, but he could be dead. Like, yeah. 
you know, because how you know how I know he's not dead? They didn't pan off to the side. That's right. why, you know, kind of thing, you know, because we've seen them do that. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I, to me, the, the TLC matches, they, I mean, and they were what they were amazing at the time. They're kind of not say hard to watch now, but they're painful to watch. Yeah. You know, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's like watching, um, and I don't want to, I don't know if it's on your list. It's not on mine, but remember, remember the, the original, like when he held in the cell, Mick Foley, I mean, they've yeah. showed it a million times, a million times you've seen it, right? It's in our opening. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying is like, we mean, say, but they've shown him, you know, going off the cage, or whatever. Remember when we first saw it, it was like, yeah, what? like, I mean, like I'm, I'm sitting at Kelly and I are at, at her house at the time. And because we, we were playing cards and we're watching and I just could not believe I was watching something that really happened. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, he, and then it keeps going. Like he doesn't stop. He goes to the top of the I'm like, this is what he could be dead. Like he could have d- died. And now like Shane McMahon jumps off a cage and it's like, ah, no big deal. Yeah. I'm like, no, like it, that, that's <laughs> insane. Like you don't, don't do that, you know, kind of thing. So, I didn't want to. I didn't want to, you know, jump onto the list. But I'm saying it's. But that's to me is just too much. Like I, yeah. I watch those. And I'm it, like, eh. you know. So well, that well, that's why that's why they was one of the things why they were only pulled out once in a while. And one of the reasons right. I don't like that being a pay per view annual pay per view thing is that it takes away some of the specialty of it. Right. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But it, it happens every year, something like that. I mean, uh, or and or happens multiple times on the mm-hmm. same card. Mm-hmm. It's the Raw TLC match and the SmackDown TLC match and the women's Raw TLC match. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. You, you've 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 diluted it at this point that it's not it's not as special anymore when you when you do that. Uh, actually, that that's interesting because it does segue into the next one, which mm-hmm. uh, we also don't see very much of anymore on Chris's list, which was the ladder match. Yeah. Which was one of the things that led into that, because mm-hmm. of course, traditionally, you know, the what had the TLC match get created? Because the Dudleys used tables, mm-hmm. Edge and Christian used chairs, and the Hardy Boys used ladders. Yes. But uh, this a ladder match always brings me back to WrestleMania, oh, yeah. Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, the first mm-hmm. ladder match I ever saw, and one of the few times I can honestly say, yeah, you know, that I was actually dutifully impressed with Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. especially at that point in his career. Yeah. I mean, just. That might be one of the best ladder matches ever. I mean, it's it's the first one most people had ever seen. They had done a few of them beforehand at house shows and stuff to test out whether it could work and how to shoot the angles. And that's what WWE's that's why WWE's such, uh, you know, such a successful company. Um, but like Bret Hart had a couple um, dark ones at house shows and stuff like that because um, they just weren't sure how it was going to work, you know, with Michaels and and and, and with uh, Scott Hall and everything. Yeah, I mean the ladder match, another one. Like, I mean, we, now the Money in the Bank ladder match is like there's a pay per view of it, where there's right. two of those, sh- and one opens the card, and I'm like, I mean, there there was three this past year, wasn't there? Yeah, there's wasn't a there three yeah. ladder matches on yeah, Tom's Teals on, on uh, Money in the Bank? Yeah, yeah. there was a women's ladder match, and then there was the the Raw and the SmackDown, and yeah. it's just it's just I well I think there was I'm it doesn't matter the whole point is this is that like, it's just it's not special anymore if you do it all the time, and you know I mean if there if there was just one ladder match at WrestleMania for the Money in the Bank, and it had three guys from SmackDown and three guys from Raw and three guys from or two guys from NXT, and it was an open contract wrestle for any title anywhere on any show. Right. Which is now no longer, which it used to be, and now it's no longer that. Um, right. I think that would make it special again, but by the same token, though, th- there's things that happen in the match. I'm like, I've seen this before, and it's not to, to say it's not dangerous and like these guys are not performing, but I've seen it. 
Like I've seen yeah. the guy ride the Johnny and the Pony all the way down. I've seen the guy get put through the ladder. I've seen the guy get the ladder put across his throat. I've seen it. I've seen the the walls of Jericho through the ladder. I've seen it. And when you see it, and you're like, okay, like, oh, it's going to happen. Why? Because that's the spot that's going to happen. And and I guarantee you, if you were watching it live, it'd be insane. But it's like, I'm not watching it. I mean, I mean, live is in the arena, not live is it like on the yeah. TV. But like, okay, like I I feel like that's that's part of what happens. Like when things were when like. WrestleMania 2, there's a steel cage match, right? Hogan and Bundy. Because they had right. to have it in a steel cage, because that's the only way we're going to keep this guy. Yeah! <laughs> I was pretty freaking pumped for that match! And then and then when they had right. Orton I mean, and, and Hogan in the steel cage, on Saturday Night's main event, for free, we're going to see... The- oh my god! Yeah. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? It was yeah, just no, like, I- oh! That was the next level of how awesome could that be? So... Yeah, anyway. well, you know, part of, part of the problem is is that the WWE is into making moments rather yes. than telling stories, and yeah. ladder matches provide a lot of opportunity to make moments. They do, you know. Uh, but you know, I, I mean, but the thing is, the concept of the ladder match works so well. The climbing the ladder, mm-hmm. it, it's dramatic. You know, you can have guys of different styles and different techniques in there. They had a Money in the Bank ladder match many years ago now with the Big Show in it. Yes, and they had to get the special reinforced ladder, yes, yes. <laughs> which was great. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, or, or Ric Flair was in a Money in the Bank match once, and it's like, why, yeah. why, Rick? What yeah. are you doing? But you did... have a family, right? You know? <laughs> so but, that's uh, what I say every time Shane McMahon comes out. It's like, yep. don't do it, Shane. Don't he, do it. He brings his kids <laughs> with him. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, does your dad die? Come on out yeah. here! <laughs> well, that was like uh, no, that was that was was it? Oh, it wasn't that wasn't that was somebody else that? Uh, or was it when when Shane got hurt? Was Randy Orton came out and was comforting his kids? Yes, Randy Orton. And it's like she, Randy Orton, the most compassionate man in yeah. the WWE. Now watch, let's see him kick a prone man in the head until he loses consciousness. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or take a dump <laughs> in someone's purse. Yeah. yeah, and and, uh, and coming up next, a message from our "Don't be a bully, be a star" campaign. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, that's shockingly, thing about he's it. never on those. So yeah, well, you know, the thing—it's always the, the "be a star." They had, you know, uh, you know, it was uh, it was the Big Show and Daniel Art. Bryan, and uh, well, the, the one I remember was the Big Show, Daniel Bryan, and the Bellas. Oh, because like, right, that's yeah. who's picked on in high school, yeah. right? You know, fat kids like the Big Show. You know, scrawny yeah. nerds like Daniel Bryan and super smoking hot twins like the Bellas. So yeah. it, right. <laughs> they're the yeah. ones that always get bullied. Um, but in any event, no, the, so I, I, I agree. The ladder match, almost to the point if you just look at this, just the ladder match and not, you know, the like the TLC or mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. It, because it's so singular. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one got one goal, and you have all the you know inevitably you've got the slow climb and the backstabbing and who the individual alliances that come and are immediately broken up. You know, because it it is it's every man for himself out here. You know that. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna work together there, McMahon. You know? so. <laughs> Only for a little while there, Jess. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a, I think it's a good choice, and I, I agree. It's kind of been diluted a little bit, but you could probably say that about every match on this type, just because everything's special. The first time you see it, you right. know, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. then it becomes oh my god, they're doing that again. You yeah. Know? So. <laughs> so. Um, I know Chris had two honorable mentions on there. I just want to throw them out. I don't want to. It was we still got to get to ours. I know, but um, but he said the Iron Man match, which of course, I mean, Iron Man match. I know, I know, a lot of people think of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, um, you know, kind of thing. Uh, to me, when I think of Iron Man matches, I think of the Samoa Joe uh, CM Punk trilogy, uh, right. which a lot of people never seen, but they're amazing. 
I mean, to right. watch two guys go out there and do that. Uh, and the other one he put on there was the bra and panties match, which I never liked um, <laughs> at all. I never liked seeing beautiful women in their underwear ever. No, um, it's, ex- please, it's exploitative. No. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's demeaning. <laughs> I think it's very demeaning to them to see them in their underwear. Um, even if it is granny panties like, uh, you know, um, Molly Hollywood wear. Molly Holly. Yeah. It's very demeaning. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I like like I want to see someone like I don't know Kelly Kelly wearing nothing but like a tiny g string and like a barely a bare bra. Please, it's demeaning to her. <laughs> it's demeaning to Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Uh, By know, the way, I Kelly mean... Kelly, if you're listening, I love you. So just letting you know, like you are my girlfriend. <laughs> like you know, I've always said that. I'm like, if I meet Kelly Kelly, I told my wife Kelly. Uh, I said, if I ever meet Kelly Kelly, yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you for her. And Kelly's like, I would up- leave you for her. Like, you're going to upgrade from yeah. one Kelly to, to, to yeah. Kelly squared. Well, it's okay, so. but like Kelly, my wife said, I would leave. I would leave you for her too. She's hot. <laughs> she was. I mean, Kelly, I love Kelly. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be mean to any of the other girls out there. I love you too, but good lord, Kelly Kelly was like, she came out and I'm like, hello. And then I saw her wrestle. And I'm like, oh god. Oh no. Oh no. God. No. Thank God she's beautiful. So um, anyway, but yeah, uh, you know the thing, bra and panties match and stuff. I mean, I think. Women's wrestling has come so far since then. To be serious here, yeah. women's wrestling has come so far. And I think, um, and I'm not just talking about like Shimmer and, um, you know, uh, like Shine and stuff like that. Yeah. But women's wrestling has come so far in this country from it just being an afterthought where just women are out there in their underwear, like, you know, cat fighting with each other, um, to actual women who really can wrestle. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Absolutely. We're, 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 I mean, we just, we, we just had over the summer. The May Young Classic, yes, you know, that's, that's a, yeah. WWE did a 32 women tournament for yes. crying out loud. So yeah. I'm just saying know, that, is, that, we've seen yeah. we've seen women's wrestling grow where, um, you know, we've had uh, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair main event, a pay-per-view. Right. Um, and for a while, the only wrestling, the only female wrestling that was getting any you know notice at all, TNA did it. TNA had yeah. some amazing women's wrestler. Uh, I'm thinking, um, like Angelina Love. I know a lot of people d- don't think she can wrestle, whatever. Angelina Love's matches are great. Um, Madison Rain, um, Talia Madison, what they call her, the Velvet Sky, that's what they call her. Velvet Sky, yeah. Yeah, because Talia Madison, what she's be called. Um, you know, they had, I mean, I mean, and Tess Trumont, you know, uh, Tess, uh, te- whatever her. It's Tess, but it's like Schumacher yeah. or whatever the heck it is, Tessmacher. They call her, no, they call her Tess Tess, they call her Miss Tessmacher, don't Ms. they? Miss Tessmacher, that's what it is, right? Yeah, but she like goes from Tess. Superman, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, like Kelly has a shirt that says, don't mess with Tess. It was one of those we yeah. got. Um, but they had some women who could wrestle. And then they had, of course, Gail Kim on, uh, on you know, um, they had cheerleader Melissa in there under, um, you know, two yeah, different... She was, uh, well, she was Mustafa Saeed, right? right. Under and, the, and under then, the hood, and then yeah. she came out. Uh, with the LAX, you know, and she played two gimmicks in one show. She was Salinas with the LAX, yeah, wasn't right? she? Yeah. Well, remember, then you also had Sarita or, or Sarita and Rosita, or as yeah. Kaz called them, Sarita and Rosita. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, but you had all these women who could wrestle. And they did their own. The knockout always... division was awesome. Yeah. And they would main event every single episode of TNA for a while, and they were the they were stealing the shows. Yeah. And the problem, and again, that's when they still had AJ Styles, they still had you know, like Samoa Joe, they still had these, they had top talent, but these women were going out there and stealing the show. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And I think that's speaks a lot to how far women's wrestling has come not to get off on this tangent, but I'm saying, but I mean, to me, I, I am now not embarrassed. Um, when, when the women come out on WWE, I mean, yeah, you know, the storylines be what they may, but like, and I know some people are not Alexa bliss fans. I love Alexa bliss. Um, I, 
I mean, I mean, she's a cutie, but she can wrestle her tush off well, too. Well, I, I will also say this about Alexa Bliss: I was never that impressed with with Alexa until WWE did. I don't know if they're still doing them. I've only seen three of them. Um, mm-hmm. They did a series of uh-huh. videos on their YouTube channel called "My My Son or My Daughter Is a yes. WWE Superstar," yes. and they have the one with Alexa Bliss and her parents, and they talk about her battle with anorexia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going into fitness modeling and all this stuff and that, you know, she had been on, you know, she had been, she was a skin and bones, basically. And her mom yes. said, you're entering this fitness contest and you're either going to win it or you're going to humiliate yourself going out there. And that was like the tough love that she needed to yep. get over and you know, yep. help herself get through this. So after watching that and seeing her tell her story, I really started to warm up to, mm-hmm. to, to bliss. And now that, you know, now she's, I mean, she's great because she's, you know, she, she's the modern version of the, the alpha bitch heel, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and she stands on the box. So she's taller than everybody yeah. and all that. I mean, it's funny as hell, but she can also work pretty good. Yeah. And she's, and she's certainly agile enough to get in there and do her yeah. type of her style. But she tells a good but match. I, I mean, she, she yeah. tells a good story during a match. It's not like, it's not like you're con- like, she's not reliant on some other shtick. She can actually tell a story in there. So, yeah. But, you know, I, I have a, a friend of mine that will go to the WWF, WWE, excuse me, live events with me. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he, he will actually go to the concession stand during the women's matches because his wife doesn't want him watching women's wrestling. And, and I'm like, I'm like, did you tell her that, you know, it's not just TNA mm-hmm. stuff? It's not, not TNA impact. It's not just tits and ass stuff. It's, you know, legit. They're actually mm-hmm. out there wrestling. He's like, yeah, but you don't care, you know? So, so that, you know, the, a lot of people are still stuck in that mindset, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, one of my favorite gals out there right now is, uh, um, is Nia Jax because oh, she, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, hi, Monster Ripper. I didn't realize mm-hmm. you were back. You know, yeah. it's like if they would let her paint her face, she'd basically be the modern version of uh, Rhonda Singh. You know, I mean, uh, we talked about Hogan's leg drop. You know, the reason why she stopped doing the leg drop is because we people don't want to do the leg drop now because that bump on yeah. your on your backside on your coccyx yeah. will you know will eventually mean you have to have spinal surgery so that's why you don't see the leg drop so much anymore as a finisher but um yeah was a, i agree i mean the brawn panties match i mean yeah there's always always some you know uh you know uh, prurient um interest in a brawn panties match absolutely especially some of the classic ones where they just got ridiculous after mm-hmm. a while but you know what I, that what chris saying that reminded me of the tuxedo match mm-hmm you know, which is always comedy gold because you'd have like the Fink and, you know, like Jimmy Hart or something in a tuxedo match, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, who was it that said it was that, uh, it wasn't Shane Douglas. It was somebody was talking about that, um, that, you know, with a manager, the first thing you did was you, you, uh, you know, you, you stripped him down of his clothes and the next thing you dressed him like a chicken and that was how yeah. you got rid of him, right? Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it might have been Douglas. It might have been part of Douglas's shoot interview in the pool. It might have been the shoot interview. Yeah, the, the seven, that seven or eight hour long shoot interview with Shane Douglas. Yeah. Um, which I love. I know no one, I will watch that with Sutter and, and Steve and they're like, are we seriously going to watch this? I'm like, dude, I love this. Yeah. Like, how many times you watch? I'm like, I've watched it like seven times. They're like, you're insane. I'm like, I know, yeah, but it's no. okay. I love Shane. They're Douglas. in the pool, which yeah. is great. So. Well, I love how Francine's bored and she keeps walking around, but she's like, yeah. you know, it's funny. It's like she's hanging on him and stuff like that. And she's drinking the, the champagne. They try to ask her a question. She's like, doesn't have much to answer. So Shane yeah. just keeps talking. So, um, but you know, Again, and, and and I wasn't trying to dismiss the Iron Man match, but the Iron Man match, I think, you know, speaks. The Iron Man match you know. is really dependent on having good workers that yeah. can work an hour. Yeah. I mean, that that's really the thing. I mean, again, yeah. I'm I'm not a Shane, uh, Sh- uh, Shawn Michaels fan, but Shawn and Brett could mm-hmm. work for an hour, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's the one, the classic one that WWF fans especially remember. 
And, you know, it's like, yeah, Bret Hart could could carry anybody. You put him in there with somebody who's, again, a guy with, uh, you know, the, the, the talent and uh, the physical conditioning of, uh, sure. of Shawn Michaels. Sure. Yeah, the two of them could go for an hour and be entertaining as hell. Uh, now, again, I, I always sided with Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. The champion retains in that cha- in that in that match, so he got screwed. But you know, hey, we all know about Brett getting screwed. So I'm saying, it wouldn't be the wouldn't be the first time, wouldn't be the last time. So, Actually, we just we just rolled up on wait, you know, the 20, what was it the twentieth anniversary years. of the Montreal screw job. It's hard to believe, like, right? Yeah, it is. It is hard to believe. And I'll always remember who was it, uh, uh, Diana Smith yelling at um, the Road Warriors yes. for no reason. Who, who had absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with it? They're like, we like, oh, just were standing here. Can we go? Yeah. <laughs> we got to go work out. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, okay. So, uh, do you want to do your mat? Your first? You want to start one, or you want me to start one? Uh, yeah. I mean, you want to? I mean, the thing is, I know we have three. Um, so I know one of these is going to be on your list. So that's why I took it off mine. Um, okay. One. Uh, the thing. Okay. So my my number one, my my the best gimmick match of all time for me is the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean. I love Battle Royals, and you know that. That's where the hard part. I had yeah. Royal Rumble slash Battle Royal because a right. Battle Royal to me is – I love Battle Royals. Yeah, I also had Battle – you know I love Battle Royals. Yes. One of my earliest mem- – my two of my earliest memories with wrestling were watching WrestleMania two, which had a Battle Royal. Yes. WWF and NFL stars Battle yes. Royal. Yes. And then Saturday Night's Main Event, the first – the first, yes. uh, you know, a pe- Andre is the heel. Appearance yeah. of Andre as a heel where he – Destroys Leap and Lanny Poffo's face. Said, yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying, but I always love Battle Royals. But just a, a, a great Battle Royal, right. yeah. Battle Royals. I mean, whether you're talking about the Cal Palace back in the day, like they used, to, they knew they could draw with this. And then when we first saw the first Royal Rumble, which uh, we we didn't, we had we, uh, cousin Danny had taped off of USA Network. And he watched yes. it at his house, and I'm like, okay, this is like a Battle Royal kind of thing. This is pretty cool. But to me, I think. It hit its stride and then became like, you know, whatever. It went with the Hogan and the Warrior, the first time they had ever touched, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, it's going to be Hogan. <laughs> and when, like, like, you just came out of your skin. Like, it yeah. just was like, and, and you could see the ending coming a million miles away, but it didn't matter. And to me, the Royal Rumble, I mean, I love the Royal Rumble. I mean, and I know I know now the Rumble's taken on, like, like everyone's like, oh, remember the Rumble, do whatever. Like battle royals are not a big deal anymore because they like they're not they're just kind of more not to say commonplace but they've kind of been overlooked. But a, a battle royale is one of my favorite things. That, if they say a battle royale is on a card, yes, yes, yeah. I am staying up for it. Yes, I, I, I guess I get up at three something in the morning to go to work because my body says, "Hey, get up, you have to pee." But like you know, I, I'll stay up till eleven o'clock to watch the battle royal. It's okay. And the same thing happens to Royal Rumble. Um, right. In the we recorded before on the day of the Royal Rumble for like let's say the vault. And then I've actually made sure the next morning I watched the Rumble or watched at least some of it, the part I missed, let's say, because I just love it so much. Oh, yeah. Just, just guys, guys who shouldn't be fighting each other or guys who shouldn't be teaming up, teaming up. That's right. It. I mean, Hercules Hernandez and Butch Reed, how are they a team? But they are because <laughs> Coco Beware needs to go. That's, yeah. you know, they, like, you know, I'm just like, oh, man, like, it's just cool stuff in there. Or who was it? It was um, it was uh, it was CM Punk's last one, and mm-hmm. and and I forget. And, and it's Punk and Zack Ryder, mm-hmm. and I forget who the. It might have been like Heath Slater. It was another younger guy, right? Yeah. And and uh, and and so uh, I, I'm, and I might have the the who the targets mixed up here, but Ryder charges at Punk to do the Rough Rider, right? And Punk throws him up in the air, 
like basically goes like to make to leapfrog him over Punk and to hit the other guy. Right, right. So it's like an assisted Rough Rider. It's like right. oh, that can only happen in the Royal Rumble. Exactly. Yeah. Or I mean, or um or uh, everybody's favorite Johnny Impact, aka Johnny Nitro, yeah. aka J- John Morrison. You know, getting thrown out and like you know walking up, running on the walls and stuff, doing yeah. all his uh, free running crap. Yeah. Or I'm just you know, is, yeah, but it's it's, oh. it's it's those things that only can happen there in the Rumble. I mean. It's it's the bushwhacker whack, whacking his way in and whacking his way out, you know, kind of thing. It's Santino. I wasn't ready. I, I wasn't, wasn't ready. ready. I, I go back in. I go yeah, back in. you know <laughs> that that stuff. Just, I mean, it's just those things that the Rumble has that are just unique. Well, to it. And, and yeah, and I, mean, I said before with the ladder match that it has inherent drama. The oh, countdown sure. clock. Yeah. Because I've read, I've read all these things about the the, the test Royal Rumbles and stuff, mm-hmm. and they said that people, the audience was not into it until they put the clock. And once they started the countdown clock, oh god, yeah, and they put up the last five seconds, and everybody's getting into it. And yeah. then you know later they said, oh, now we'll play their music, right? You know, somebody yeah. sort of king goes off, the buzzer goes off, and then you hear, you know, Psh, and yeah, Steve the, Austin comes the out. Gla- I was gonna say the glass breaking. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is when AJ Styles, everyone's like, who's? And then AJ came out, and it was like. What, what son? You know, I come out and I'm like, who's this? I go, hey! I mean, I stood up and screamed. Yeah. Right? I screamed. Haley was screaming. Kelly was asleep and she woke up and she started screaming. <laughs> Haley goes, Mommy! AJ Styles! AJ Styles! Like, she's screaming in Kelly's face. And yeah. Haley only knows AJ Styles, like, because I had talked about him and showed her a little bit of TNA, but she didn't know AJ Styles. I mean, I've been watching AJ Styles yeah. for years. And Kelly's like, AJ Styles! And. Haley's like, I can't believe it! Like, just ecstatic. Now, I mean, can you imagine at that point? Imagine it had been CM Punk. I might well, not have survived yeah, the night. Okay. I might have actually had a heart attack because I would have yeah. like, the I CM Punk is back. I mean, no, like, if, if there, if ever at a point, it's which it'll never happen. But no, you know. know, if there's ever at a point in the future where you know number thirty is coming up, it goes, and it's you know the beginning of cult of personality. Whatever building they're in will explode. I yeah. mean, I think that's I mean, just. <laughs> if, if, I mean, I understand that it's very hard to ever get to the Road Warrior pop. But yeah. if I guarantee you, in January, if Cult of Personality hits at number thirty, you will get a Road Warrior pop. Yeah. You might actually beat a Road Warrior pop because I don't think anyone in there will be negative. There'll be no one. Everyone will be screaming as loud as they possibly can because because what'll happen is it'll actually shake. It'll actually physically shake the arena. Yeah. Because it's just because that's because I mean, oh, Jay, everyone doesn't like CM Punk. CM Punk coming back is just that big. Yeah, it's just like didn't didn't I say that to you? Uh, they um, you know last year at the Royal Rumble, uh, the wrong the wrong Samoa the wrong named, Samoa Joe, named Joe, Joe, yeah, and people were like it's going to be Samoa Joe, and then like Roman Reigns hits and the whole place boos. But yeah. if it had been Samoa Joe, it would have been like <gasps> like there would have been no air left because they would have sucked it all out of the building. Like, and and Samoa Joe is not even as over as CM Punk ever was and, and i yeah, love and, and then they and then they really would have lost their oh, minds God. when punk ran down and immediately got thrown out by randy orton so yes oh my well <laughs> and it would have been randy orton i think we all know that yes it would definitely would have been randy orton 100 percent would have been randy orton <laughs> like we need somebody to do something really shitty to somebody where, where's, where's orton, orton? <laughs> where's orton bring, bring bring that asshole in here come here like, watch out, Randy. There's a giant snake going to each. Oh, wait. It's just his, his entrance. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, I agree that, I mean, the rum, I love a battle royal. I love that the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal has become kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. One, because, um, you know, 
grown up, modern, appreciative Luke appreciates that all those guys get a WrestleMania payday. Yes. And they get to be on the show. But, you know, uh, you know, eight year old Mark Luke's like, oh, a battle royal. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> something cool might happen. And I don't mean Rob Gronkowski coming out of the crowd. Say, no, yeah. yeah. It's so. like, it's like, hey, former hey, Rob Gronkowski, who did he eliminate? You know, SmackDown yeah. World Heavyweight Champion. Yes. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, I'm I'm all for I'm all for that. They couldn't have named him, you know, like made him part of like the Singh family, like Muck and Singh and Gama Singh and all that. Yeah, I know. But... It, actually, you know, it's funny. Back in the old the the old NXT, uh, when um, when uh, he was he was working a he was working was he working with I don't know if he was working with Kali at that point or not, but um, Lord Stephen or, or William Regal put him over, saying he reminded him of Gama Singh. And I said, holy crap, Gama Singh just got a name drop on WWE programming. <laughs> That's just amazing. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, and uh, I don't remember who he was with, but it, oh, oh, it must have been, maybe been like Scott Stevens. Like, That's right. You know, Lord, yeah. you know, William, that's a great point, you know. But yeah, no, the, the corollary, I do want to say to the Royal Rumble Battle Royal, you know, everyone uh, who knows me knows I'm a big WCW fan. Oh, I, I was a big WWC, WCW fan for a long time, mm-hmm. and I have an unhealthy appreciation for World War III. And the reason I like World War Three is that it was such a blatant attempt to make their own version of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it was, but but it played to WCW's strengths because they had a huge That's roster what I'm of say. guys. They had a lot of guys. <laughs> that was their strength. We have a lot of guys. <laughs> we got a lot of guys. I, I'll never forget that. What was it on? Like CNBC or something? It was like they they, they had a like a, a you know a whole program magazine program on pro wrestling, and they interviewed Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Like Mister, how many people? How many wrestlers do you have under contract? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> The problem was, like, if I'm telling you the truth, I don't know that number. So. Right. The, the, the thing is, they start introducing them, and the guys just keep walking out and walking out. And then I mean, the main guys would come out to their whatever. But yeah. every once in a while, they'd be like, and here's Kevin Nash. Like, he's just in the middle of these guys. He's right. carrying well, a cup of coffee to the ring, because that's Kevin well, that Nash. Was, when he was that, under, was the whole, that was yeah. the whole thing, is that anybody had a chance, because it was a battle royal. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. So, right, so it yeah. really was. And so, I mean, I appreciate what they were doing. Plus, it played on the fact that at the time, they had a working relationship with uh, CMLL. Yes, oh, I agree. So they, yeah. brought in, they brought in luchadors. They had a working relationship with New Japan. So there were guys that come over from Japan for a couple of shows, and and they and they did that on the the hype for it. No, you sure. know, get Bischoff and Shivani saying we've got guys coming in from Japan. We got guys coming in from Europe. We got guys coming in from from Mexico. So again, it, now everyone was like, oh, that's kind of stupid. You know, it also was kind of funny that at the time that they were doing Disney tapings, they had a format where the ring looked like Mickey Mouse ears. Yes. You know, yes. and inevitably you'd have a match on the undercard where they'd fight from ring to ring. Yes, it's like if you powder out of one ring and you powder into another ring, are you still out of the ring, or does the count stop? <laughs> if you watch WCW, the count stops because the other guy follows him and the referee rolls in, and we continue the match. Yeah, and then and then uh, that's a, they had a different ring here, Tony. They didn't stop in that ring here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the match continues on, Dream. You know. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so no, I, I have an unhealthy uh, appreciation for World War Three, but you know, hey, not 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 every idea is destined to last forever, and there was a lot worse ideas in WCW than World War Three. Well, uh, if you do that. So one <laughs> of the thing that falls under Battle Royale, and it's not a hundred percent of Battle Royale, and they only had a couple of them. Battle Bowl. Battle Bowl. I loved Battle Bowl because I loved the idea of having. Now, there's the one battle bowl, they actually made it make sense. We'd have partners versus partners, Animal and Hawk reverse each other. There's when, when uh, who's it, Rip Rogers was Hawk's partner, and Hawk beat the living shit out of him, and then won the match by himself, and then they can't start the battle royal at the end until he gets there, and he's like hobbling in the ring. He gets in the ring and gets punched in the face. 
Um, they only had two of them. I love the idea of Battle Bowl, to, like when they had the different teams and the Battle Royal at the end. Um, it's it, again, it's such a WCW thing. Yes, it really is. Um, but I think I think and you won a you won the Lord of the Ring, didn't you? No, that was that Lord of the Ring was something different. You won the Lord Battle Bowl ring. Different? The Battle, the Battle Bowl ring. Okay. Diamond Dallas Page with his Battle Bowl ring. The Battle Bowl ring. That's um, right. <laughs> uh, you know what the, I'm saying is like it's just they all all those ideas you kind of could tell. It's just I'm trying to see what hits the wall. I mean, who would have figured the Royal Rumble would have been the one that worked? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it does. It's 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 great that it does. But like, what if World War Three was the one that had worked? WWE would be like, crap. <laughs> well, say, what, what, if, what if what if WCW survives? Yes. And WWF doesn't. Yeah. And right. it's like every November, it's like it's time for World War Three. Who's gonna get the title shot? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it, 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 it was like, wouldn't it be World War Four now? It's like, shut up, you know. It's the <laughs> same thing. It's World War Three Seven, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like World War Three Ninety Six. Yeah, that's what it is. So. Oh God, oh. yeah. Well, that's you know, that, that naming, you know, naming schemes. Never, you know, it's like wrestling doesn't have to make sense from naming conventions, so. you know. But all those but kind of the, fell into one group for me. So, what, what's your top one? I think I well, know the what thing. It is. Well, the thing I had to go with it because it's it's I look forward to it every year, and and they still very they, they they used to have a whole pay per view built around it, and now they they still do it a little bit, and that's an elimination match, because as much the same for the same reasons you always liked the the Royal Rumble because you had all these guys all thrown together. The thing that inevitably stuck out to me watching a Royal Rumble is that you'd have some guys would be out there just for a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. whereas a Survivor Series elimination match. They're out there for the full time. Now, they might get beat real quick, but they get an entrance, they get the whole nine. They didn't always have that with the Royal Rumble, you know? Right, right, right. And right. you did get, you'd get the weird combinations. When, especially when they were five man teams, mm-hmm. you'd have to, because when there were four man teams, it was easy. Okay, you got big baby face, big heel, baby face tag team, heel tag team, you know, you know uh, uh, third tier baby face, third tier heel, there's your team, right? right? When you had five guys, now you had to work it out because now you needed a third guy in there to go with the tag team, right? Or you'd have all the tag teams together and you'd have oh God, every square inch on the yeah. apron covered. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, remember that's so crazy, right? Like yeah, the- I mean, how would you, you whip into the ropes and tag three guys? But yes. the th- I, o- I always, because I always like tag team wrestling and I always like the Survivor Series because that was one I always remembered. I remember watching the Survivor Series after Thanksgiving, we get it loaded up on turkey and and uh and in our house turkey and lasagna and they <laughs> and they go you know and and watch watch wrestling and watch you know this all tag matches and who was going to turn on who and what was the yep. odds going to be yep. and all that and you know one of my favorite little little bits from wrestling history bad news brown oh my god leaving and walking away from his survivor series team two years in a row it's yeah. like why would you pick him you pick him because it's bad news brown he's going to do some damage but you can't trust him because right. he's Bad News Brown. And yeah, I, lo- I love Bad News Brown, okay. by the way. Well, Bad News Bad Brown News also has, has the bad, bad News Brown, Bad News Brown. He also yeah. is at the end of the Battle Royal with Bret Hart, where they yeah. smash the trophy, um, yeah. which to me is always one of the, the best endings of a Battle Royal ever. But, um, yeah, but and, and, and he did, he did get hired to take out, you know, Tex Ferguson's eye. Yeah. He did. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the thing is I had survivor series on my list also. Right. And, yeah. I, and I, but I knew you would have survivor series. And you, I knew that would be your number one because just as much as, again, I love the rumble and I have my row on my shirts. You love survivor series and you have a survivor series shirt. I do. Um, I've got which, the original one, the old, uh, like half oval. Yes. Half and, and I have the original Royal Rumble one, you know, with the, the yellow, the, the yellow shirt, they did whatever, they did those throwback shirts. Back yep. then they used to actually make like, big sizes. They still make big sizes, but they charge more. Um, <laughs> you know, but it just, what is funny is because, I mean, I just, it's one of those things I love, I love survivor series too. 
I mean, I have, you know, it's one of those things. Survivor Series to me was always a lot of fun because you got to see a lot of guys working together maybe you didn't see before. Like when Hogan gets eliminated, um, and then now Bam Bam Bigelow's got to fight like one man gang and King Kong Bundy and Andre the Giant. And like, holy, he's not going to beat all of them. And then he yeah. beats the one man gang. You're like, oh, maybe he could. No, here comes Andre. You know, kind yeah. of thing. Like, Andre's like, yeah, I'm done. And, and, well, and, and it was Andre that, that, that beat Hogan. Yes, yeah. And that was, that was, cause that was before WrestleMania 3. It was like, yeah. oh my God, Andre just beat Hogan easy. It's like, yeah. how is this, you know, how, how is Hogan ever going to beat Andre? Exactly. And then, or you even then, you know, we talked a little bit before about women's wrestling. I'll never forget the Jumping Bomb Angels. Oh my God. Yeah. At Survivors, whatever, I don't know, was it the second Survivor Series or 87 yeah. or something yeah, like that? that? You know, just something like that where you'd get, okay, well, here we're going to. A spotlight on people that you know maybe aren't on TV every week, you know, and and you, when you only have you know two hours of TV and one of those hours is you know half of it is uh, is rebroadcast stuff. Right. Yeah, you don't get a lot of these guys on TV. Yeah. You might get an interview with them. You might they might pop up in a little pop up window or something. Right. 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 You know, but it's like we can't we can't inter- we can't interrupt our job match here. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Jim Duggan beating up some local club, but uh, you know, but it, it got it got everybody out there, and everyone had. And then I always liked also the they team captain. You know, they'd yes. it'd be a thing like these guys were actually allies, and everybody was working together and all that. Yeah. And you know, uh, and of, and of course, like one of my favorite moments in wrestling of all time. You know, uh, the team of you know Roddy Piper. I've mentioned this on the show before. Roddy Piper, the Bushwhackers, and I'm pretty sure it was uh, 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 Jimmy Snuka. I think oh, so. You know, no, 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 no. We eat turkey after the yes, match. We yes. don't have lunch before the match. <laughs> yeah. So, my God. Or the Ultimate so, Warrior yeah, team, oh, where the wait. Ultimate Warrior clearly is out of his head, and he starts taping them together. And yeah. poor Marty Jannetty keeps trying to like stick his head out, it's like, "Hey, I'm still here. Hey, I'm still or, here." Or what was it? Where um, it was? It was the Hogan. It was the Heenan family, and it was Andre, and it was supposed to be um, Andre Haku. Um, and the Brainbusters, and then yeah. Tully Blanchard got sent home, so Bobby Heenan filled in. Was that it? Or something? No. So I remember Heenan got filled in, and he and he and he and Heenan, of course, gets destroyed, you know, because <laughs> that's what Heenan does. And they were fighting the Ultimate Warriors team. Oh, it might oh have been yes, that yes, match. yeah, yeah, because because I want to say that it was it was supposed to be the Brainbusters, but that's when they got sent home, yes, or something yeah, like something, that. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's oh, just man. different. Yeah, crazy stuff, man. Like in all or, those things. Or the one, one that Bob always reminds me of, then when it was uh, Jake Roberts was feuding with Rick Martel, mm-hmm. when Rick Martel blinded him, Rick Martel's team was called the Visionaries. The Visionaries, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I, I am looking forward to watching the. Now I, I do like that they make a big deal out of the Raw versus SmackDown, like they used to do during the original brand extension. Right. And I like that because it's the same idea. You get heels and faces working together because sure. they're all wearing the same colored shirt. Right. Yeah. So it's now they they they've actually done a pretty good job this year with the build to that. Where SmackDown invaded Raw, and they said, you know, actually it was funny. They, I saw an interview with um, with Dolph Ziggler of all people, <laughs> and uh, they said, "You work here?" And he said, "Yes, I do." He goes, "By the way, what do you think about that invasion?" <laughs> <I guess?" laughs> Sorry, that's good. Oh, well, hey, Dol- hey, Dol- everybody, go on to oh, WWE Nikki. Network. Oh, and Nikki watch- Nemeth. Oh, Nick Nemeth, and watch the the classic documentary. You know, Dolph Ziggler, success of a failure, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, they, they, he said, he goes, hey, you know, how come how come all you faces and heels all work together in that attack? And he said, well, you know, you ever notice that we go out here and we wait till the match to fight each other? Maybe it's because Shane McMahon is going to pay, you know, is going to make sure we get better deals and better gigs and all that if we go take out the competition. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Dolph Ziggler saying something intelligent? It's almost as if he knows the business somewhat, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I mean, poor guy can't catch a break, but I do like Ziggler. You know, I, I, I liked him for a long time. Him and The Miz did some great stuff. Uh, yeah. Last year, 
But the Miz, the Miz is awesome. Everybody knows I love the Miz. But I, yes, I, I got to throw this out there about the invasion angle. Um, they just did. Um, so when the women had to come up and Natty Naher comes forward, she uh, grabbed um, uh, um, Zack Ryder's uh, junk. Just grabbed. Yeah. Didn't mean to, but she grabbed him right by the junk, and he goes, "Oh!" Right on camera, and it's <laughs> hysterical. And then what happens? Two weeks later, Emma gets fired. I don't, I don't, you know, Emma and uh, and um, uh, Ryder are a thing. They're yeah. they're dating or whatever. And I, and I'm saying is maybe that was the writing on the wall right there. Uh, you know, hey, Tyson Kidd, you're not around, you know, because because you're hurt, <laughs> and uh, she's gonna grab this guy's uh, you know junk on national TV, and then we're sending his chick home. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, did you see? It, it was really James? funny. She grabbed his junk, but that's not why yeah. she got fired. Emma got fired because they couldn't do anything with her character because that's right. They keep changing her character. Well, I mean, that whole Emmalina thing, it's like they, they hype it, they hype it, and then they come out and they can it. It's like, why'd you even have her come out? Right. You know, I, mean, I, I didn't get, I didn't understand that. The only thing that fell, fell flatter than that was Eva Marie, but Eva Marie couldn't wrestle at all. At least Emma could wrestle. I mean, yeah, but that, but that, but that was the joke with Eva Marie, wasn't it? Is that she's going to keep saying, oh, "I'm not going to wrestle," but because she can't. Well, but they fired you know? her. Right? right? They never, they never even tried. At least with Emma, she would come out and go, "Do, do, 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 do." You know the thing with the hands with yeah. uh, with uh, Santino Morella and Kelly yeah. used to hate that. I go, "It's better than this." You yeah. know, <laughs> if, if, I'll come walking out with my hand. I mean, I'd do the bushwhacker thing if that means they keep my job. Yeah. You know, the New Zealand militia, one of the most d- dangerous tag teams of all time. WWE. Bushwhackers. Yeah, sure. Beloved by children everywhere. And that's what they're remembered it's, as. Not, not, it was a junk, just like junkyard dog. I mean, you know, you know, fa- you know, everyone family friendly. JYD. JYD. You know, bloodthirsty maniac in mid south. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah, yeah, I do like that they. Like I said, I do like they make a big deal out of it. So I will be, I will be going and watching the, at least the elimination match uh, at some point here. Um, but yeah, so that definitely is on. This. So what, what was next on your list? Well, so, uh, you know, you took my number three because I had the Royal Rumble and Battle Royals and Battle Bowl kind of all together. Um, yeah. So the only one left on my list right now is War Games. War um, Games, which is also on my list. Oh, God. I because we, how many War Games did we watch growing up on tape, you know? I know. And I could watch War Games over and over and over again. I just loved War Games. Just the, the like, when, when the heels, if the heels always won the coin flip. Always. Which, you know, I know they're always surprised, but they, they always did. Um <laughs> But I'm just you saying, think they planned for this? Yeah, but it's, it's just what do you call it? Just you, just the different, the different. You, know, you think about like, getting the ring. It's like wow. Now I can see like like when when uh, what's his face? Um, was it Pillman? Was he the one who went in the ring first and they told him not to because he was hurt? Yeah. Yep. And it's just like whoa, what? A, it's a great idea. Oh, why is he in there? And now he's stuck in there. And the bad guys have the oh no, they're double teaming him. I mean. Still, to to this day, uh, one of the hardest things to watch is from a, is from a um, uh, when um, Kurt Angle, not Kurt Angle, Kurt Henning, excuse me, turned on the Horseman. Oh God! And he slammed the head off of Flair's the, the cage yeah, off of Flair's head. Yeah, the cage door on Flair's head. Oh my! It's still hard to watch because you know Flair's yeah. an old man at that point, and he doesn't need that in his life. He's an old man. That's twenty years ago. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> yeah, and when you're watching your thirty for thirty on Ric Flair, he was yeah. an old man twenty years ago, guys. That's right. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> But it's it's just you know there's so many cool things in there like when when uh, was it Zabisco's head? no Zabisco gets his head stuck his between head the stuck, two and he like yeah. he gets like ball washed um, <laughs> or like when Zabisco gave I I didn't do it not me no 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 <laughs> you know where he gave up because they were because he got hit with the the ring post 
Um, <laughs> because I think that's why was it? Was it the Road Warriors took yes, the ring post out? The, ring, the Road Warriors don't care, man. That's the great <laughs> part about the Road Warriors. Like, or what, was it Medusa who climbed up the cage and was trying to throw her shoe down or something? And Sting climbed up woman? the cage. Was that woman? Was it woman? Or or I thought it was. I thought it was Medusa. It might have been Medusa. Yeah. Because I don't think woman was climbing up the cage. But, but then Sting climbed up the cage to get her. It had to be it had to be Medusa because woman wouldn't allow physical. They wouldn't have physical contact. But yeah. like trying to throw stuff in there and. Oh, just great. Well, just the, the whole idea about, you know, and, and this is, and, and, and I didn't watch the new war games uh, that happened at NXT. Yeah, yeah so I missed I, it I last can't, I can't comment. But I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta watch that though. I've heard it's, yeah. it was crazy. I, um, I've heard it's crazy, but just the idea that the, the idea with war games was, okay, that this was the, the way to blow something off. Yep. And that there was, and they always made a big deal that there was no pins. There was only, well, what is it? It was, it was only submission or surrender. Right. was the only way to end it, you know, and, or knock and, out or surrender, right? And it wasn't just that. It had to be war games, the match beyond. The so match beyond. No so one you could, had, you couldn't it, end you the couldn't. match until everyone's in it. Right. You know? Yeah. But, but, which, you know, would have been a little disappointing if they could. It's like, and he gave up three minutes into the match. <laughs> like, Larry Zabisco letting his team down once again. <laughs> I'm picking on Zabisco, but you know, I've, I love Larry. I love Larry oh, Zabisco. It's all about your balance. Target. So it's all about your balance there, Shivani. I was in, I was in um I was in Target the other day. They had a box set. I don't know if you've seen this. It says it's like uh, it's like Legends of Nitro, right? Yeah. And it's and it's Scott Hall in an NWO shirt. Uh-huh. And then Kevin Nash in a Wolfpack shirt. Eddie Guerrero yes. in yes. an LWO shirt. And then like nineteen eighty AWA vintage Larry Zabisco with a hairy chest. It's like I I've want that just for Zabisco. <laughs> I've seen it. I, I I've not seen it in person. I've seen it online, but it was like way jacked. I know how much it cost, and it was way yeah. jacked up. And I'm like, oh, it's not worth it because I I don't need a, I don't I don't want to pay. I mean, even at twenty dollars a guy, it's expensive, right? Yeah. But at this point, you were paying like forty something dollars a guy. I'm like, I'm not paying forty something dollars a guy for this. It's crazy. Right. But right. um. Yeah. But yeah, but the, thing, but the thing, but like you said, it, it so it's always it's, it's so it was this idea that there was no escape. They were going to lock that cage and they put a roof on it. That right. blew my mind as a kid because I was always used to WWF cages where yep. you had to guys always climbed out to win. Whereas this is like, and and you can imagine Dustin, we got to put a roof on this thing. Yes, you can't get out of there. It's you're trapped in there, Tony. When they put that, when they let the lock on that door, man, the Hulk Hogan and his team, they got to take it to the Hoffman tonight. You know, <laughs> and it or the dungeon or whomever they were oh, fighting. Yeah, but, yeah. But you know, but so even even those later ones and with the war games, with the new war games coming up, I've seen a lot of people kind of dumping on the last few. But even those last few are pretty damn good. Well, I mean, the WCW versus NWO war games '96 mm-hmm. with oh, with the oh. fake sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. that. I mean, you talk about. I mean that 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 was had so much heat. Yeah. Going into that, with everyone saying is Sting joined the NWO, and and just the idea that they were going to lock Hogan in a cage with the rest of the WCW guys, you know. And, but yeah, the War Games is it's 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 a such a throwback because it was so brutal. I mean, it's right. so nasty. Right. And uh, you know, and all, and again, having the two rings, so you had guys getting trapped between the ring ropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, inevitably, in the undercard, somebody again would powder out of the ring and roll right into the other ring, <laughs> because <laughs> which is just the comedy value alone. Well, they used to also have on that card, they would often sometimes have a special battle royal that they would be building to. And you'd have to win qualifying matches to get into it. And yeah. you'd be in the first ring, and you were thrown into the second ring. And then from the second ring, you were thrown out of the ring. Right? right. Um, and the year it was the, 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 um, the skyscrapers won it, and Teddy Long was their manager. Um, and they decided instead of fighting each other, 
I want to say it was Spivey and Sid Vicious. Um, it could have been Spivey and Callaway, but I thought it was Spivey and Sid Vicious. They, instead of fighting each other, they said, no, we'll split the money. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like that's such a good idea right there. And, and that, and that's such an NWA thing yeah, also. Sure. Because yeah. NWA about was money. about winning to get paid, it's about right? The, it's about the pay window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's about the pay window. Get to the pay window. Yeah. Or, or and, and in some of the later years, inevitably they'd put a couple of luchadors out there. Yes. And let's let's give Rey Mysterio an extra set of ropes yes. to jump off. Yes. He would just because yeah. he, he is not, yeah, he's not he's not crazy enough. Let's let him do like triple springboards onto yes. things or something. Oh, yeah. So, oh, but yeah, but the war games, like I said, it was always so because it came because it was a team concept. So you had to put a team together. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and uh, so inevitably you had some odd, you had a strange bedfellow because the he- heels in the NWA always had allies, right? Yeah, yeah. And the faces sometimes had allies. Sometimes we, hey, we'll work together. Sometimes, hey, you know what? I recruited the Road Warriors or whatever. Yeah. You or know. Vader. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a, a shower. shower. <laughs> if I could find them, I. I I, I, they don't have all of Saturday night on the network, but if I, I could find that, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and so. then, and then he left anyway. For all that, he wasn't yes. even on there. It's when he does the moonsault off of the platform at boot camp. He does, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that kind of stuff. So it was, it, it really was the. It was such a dusty roads thing because yeah. put everybody together and then cage it up and let them fight. Because in a lot of ways, one of the ones I've got on the not such a great idea list. Uh-huh. Is the bunkhouse the bunkhouse stampede? That was one of mine too. Because uh, it's like, okay, okay, bunch of guys in a steel cage. I see what you're going. Throw them over the top of the cage, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes even admitted that he had said, you know, sometimes uh, sounds like a great idea on paper, and I was like, <laughs> holy cow, that sounds like a really bad idea on anything. Like that just sounds but, atrocious. But, but you take the con- take the concept of the bunkhouse stampede, put a bunch of guys fighting in the cage. Yeah. And then you make it a little more organized. Yeah. And you get war games and it, and it works so well again because right. you add team concepts. So there's yes. the possibility of, well, the, not the possibility. It's the inevitability of one team being outnumbered. And it's always yes. the heels have the numbers advantage. Right. And it's back and, you know, it's, it's, you know, oh, they're, they're really working over flying, flying Brian. You know, he's, he's not going to be around for the match beyond at this point, you know. Right. Look well, at Art Anderson. He works on one joint and sticks with it. <laughs> the thing is, the other one that comes along with that, um, is uh and and this is a TNA idea, the reverse battle royal. Yes, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, it's atrocious. <laughs> I'm going to try to throw guys into the into ring. Into the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and guys yeah, they... stand at ringside. <laughs> I'd go up the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> I'd leave. You I'd know? leave. Yeah. So I, I would pull a Bobby Heenan. I'm getting on the bus. You know, kind of thing. Um. But yeah. But the problem was TNA did a lot of reverse things because wasn't King of the Mountain basically a reverse ladder match? Yes, it is. But <laughs> that actually works a little better because you had to score a pinfall to become eligible, and once you pinned a guy, that guy went to the penalty box. It basically took a lot of WCW ideas and put them together. Yeah. Um, it was the most, it's a very WCW concept. Yeah, it was TNA liked their WCW stuff, and they like putting them together. They're like, hey, remember that crappy TNA WCW idea? Yeah, let's do it in reverse. Sounds good. <laughs> um, the only other one on my really bad list, because the reverse battle royal, I mean, was just um, <laughs> it's just funny. The it triple... almost sounds like a joke. Do you remember? Yeah. Remember we had the concept instead of the king of the ring, we had the asshole of the <laughs> ring. Asshole of the ring, <laughs> and you advance, you advance the tournament by losing. Wasn't the, yeah, was the guy who really... loses? Guy yeah. who loses the final gets fired. It wasn't really called the loser of the ring or something like that. Loser of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> well, TNA has that. That's called yeah. Feast or Fat. Feast or Fat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my they're ripping like us off, dude. Hell, we, that, was, that was us just sitting in the living room with Bob, 
you know, eating eating the bag of Doritos and, and mini candies and playing with, uh, you know, the, our sheet wrestlers with our, uh, you know, pennies in a cup. And we come up with those ideas. And WCW with TNA cup. put them on the air. So watching Halloween, watching Halloween Havoc. Yes. Oh, God. The, the, you know, this, you know, a, a real quick hard. aside on Halloween Havoc. This, this is Halloween Havoc, I guess, 95 debut of the Giant. Uh, it's his first match where he wins oh. the world title. So it's sumo truck match. That is the worst match maybe ever. And it only happened once, but it is the worst thing I think I've ever seen. Sumo truck match on the roof. Okay, Hogan wins that. They go out, they wrestle. Hogan throws the giant off the roof at the Cobo Hall in Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And then he comes into the match. Nobody seems to notice the fact that a man just fell off a roof and he's okay. Let's disregard Or that he's dry. (laughs) Yeah, he's dry because he fell and threw him into the river. Yeah, no, no, wasn't but, he wet? But, wasn't he wet? Was like at least he if was he wet. wet. Yeah, <laughs> at least it wasn't like Jaws four where he's dry. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so fast forward to uh, uh, Big Show's debut in WWF at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yes. Okay, where he hides under the ring, pops up, throws Steve Austin through the cage in the match against Vince McMahon. You know, inadvertently gives Austin the win. So that's how Big Show's career started was inadvertently giving his, his enemy the win. And I think I, I love the Big Show. I'm a huge. I have a. I have my big show shirt that i wear to a lot of wwe shows i love the big show with all sincerity but man he has not had exactly a stellar career from a wins loss perspective but anyway on the dvd he says you know my first match in wwf i was like okay what am i gonna do it's like okay go out and hide under the ring he goes i'm not used to doing this weird stuff i'm coming from wcw i just go out and fight he's like you're not used to doing this weird stuff your first match in wcw you had a sumo truck <laughs> wrestling match that was normal to you yeah i guess so. <laughs> so oh man it's funny because those definitely fall on my list of like you know the uh um you know i mean i mean some of those bad ideas but it's just well the <sighs> one i had bad idea was the kennel from hell Yes, I was gonna. Say, I forgot the name of it. I was like the one where the dog poops everywhere. That was um, <laughs> the, the big, big boss man and uh, uh, Al, big Al Snow. Oh, was it Big Show? No, no, it was Al Snow. It was big Al Show, Snow, was it? wasn't it? Yeah, it was Al Snow. Yeah, Big uh, Big uh, Show was when uh, he when he stole the coffin. Oh, the coffin! Big Show jumps on the coffin and yes. then falls and then he, off, and, then he rolls, and he rolls and he pivots like right over his head. Yes, <laughs> you're like, wow, he's gonna die. It's gonna be manslaughter on TV. Oh. Yes, Al Snow and the Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man, another guy. He's like, you give him. He's like, uh, Ray, this is what we want you to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Ray said no to much. Well, you know, the thing with trailer is that, you know, uh, I mean, uh, Cornette tells all kinds of stories because Cornette loved him so oh, much. Yeah. Um, but he tells all these stories about like, you know, like, okay, Bubba, what, why'd you do this? He goes, well, I didn't know I was supposed to. Like, like he would do things and like they would like, what do you mean? He was like, well, they told me to go out there and do this. So I just did it. And he's like, did you ever do it before? He goes, no. Like, you know, uh, so, uh, I mean, okay. I, I've, I've told, I've told my Ray Trailer yeah, story right, with, the, with about the, him getting his, the, the hand the slammed hand. in yeah, the car yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you know, the thing about Ray, and I always like Ray Trailer because he, again, you're going to go be a prison guard. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. You know, he, he was good at all that. He was just a guy that could work a lot of stuff and he was a physical guy. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, bunkhouse stampede, kennel from hell. Not all of them are winners, um, you know. Well, <laughs> and, the thing uh, or, is, or, the other one that yeah. comes to mind is this, and I, they they bring it back. The 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 night of the Skywalkers, the scaffold <laughs> match. Oh no! Um, yeah. The the problem with the scaffold match when the scaffold's a little wider. Okay, I get it. But who in their right mind decided to bring baby powder up there and then throw it everywhere? Because yeah. then what happens is you now have the Road Warriors, Ray Trailer, the uh, G- uh, Jim Cornette, and the uh, the Midnight Express. 
slipping and sliding all over a piece of wood about a foot wide. Yeah. Oh, this, it, I just don't ever get it. But to now, me, scaffold matches are no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're they're just nuts and they're like, but they're they're like ugh. the one that I always said though. Um, very near the end of WCW, you you think of another one I'm talking about. The triple cage match. The triple cage, yes. Now there was from triple. Red, from, there Red, was, that was the, it was originally from the movie Ready to Rumble. Yes. And they said we spent we spent a lot of money building this thing. I was going to say yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the one from. I'm not because there was a triple cage match back in the day where the guys would fight down levels and then they got to the cage and it was I think Precious was in there or Sunshine. Well, they did. Of, well, they they had that one and then they had the one with um. It, remember, it was it was the Alliance to end Hulkamania right, versus Hogan and Savage. Then that, that was, was at Halloween Havoc where they had to fight up. Yes, they had to the fight cage. their way up through the cage, which is what yeah which is what they what they did again with the Ready to Rumble kind of case. Uh, the problem with the one where they had to fight their way up with the Hogan, that's the one where Arn Anderson comes hopping out of the back in his underwear. <laughs> um, and he's all hogtied. I'm like, oh, yeah. Arn. Um, Arn. You know, <laughs> like you're watching that match, and it's Hogan and Warrior, right? Hogan and Warrior, or Hogan and Savage. Who's fighting? It's Hogan up? and Savage, yeah. Hogan and Savage, okay, right? And Hogan, Hogan and Savage are fighting against a dungeon, yeah. Against a dungeon, and it's like, oh man, like you're just looking at this going, this is just bad. Like it's just bad. Like, and I you mean, know, let's put bad. it this way: this, this match was on a card with, uh, you know, Dustin Rhodes and um, oh, let's and, say, uh, and the Blacktop Bully. And, and Blacktop Bully, you know, uh, again, Barry Garso, fighting in the back of a truck. <laughs> right. And, and that was less ridiculous than this title. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, except when they took the turn and they fell down because they didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Uh, Heenan's you know. commentary saves the King of the Road match. I will I will never, as as much derided as the King of the Road match is, that match was fun as hell to watch. It's like, oh, look at this. We're, all, the, all the trailers. We're in downtown Tupelo. <laughs> Yeah. So I could I can never I can never crap too much on the King of the Road match because it was a lot of fun to watch. Oh no, but yeah, it, it was crazy. But um, the, the, the the thing is the 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 first time they used the Ready to Rumble cage was on a pay per view. Yeah, and I remember that match being pretty good. I mean, it was like Dallas. It was like the Jersey Triad was in it, and wasn't it like which, a, which wasn't was, it like kind of like a War Games match? It was well they they did a War Game they did War Games two thousand on Nitro with that cage. Right, which I was Russo's revenge. Ugh. There was another time they used it. I remember. I, I said I remember like Diamond Dallas Page and Bam Bam Bigelow and Chris Canyon mm-hmm. being in it, and all those guys like from the tail end of WCW. Well, all I, I know Sid is Vicious might have been in it. There's at one point where there's one of those those cage matches where Russo's holding the belt and someone knocks him through. Was it Goldberg? Maybe knocks him through the the door and he becomes champion. Like yeah. it's just all that garbage at the end. Like I but like like but I that's get, Russo though. No, you know? I, I understand, and and I get it that like you know some people want to think that's all WCW was. They want to forget the years and years and years of really good TV they put out. But the the, the problem is the stuff at the end is what people remember. Yeah, and it's a shame because like there was which is really which is crazy because nobody was watching it because I right. was one of the few guys watching it. I know, so was I. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know, hundred I mean, miles away watching Thunder. We're the only two watching. Yeah. <laughs> the only two guys on the internet complaining like, oh man, you believe they put it all this on there? And like, meanwhile, I was like, we're watching other things. I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, so um, I think that might be all of the. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, again, I'm, if I could, I could probably go through and think of like a oh, crappy yeah. match that occurred one time, but the things that occurred multiple times. Um, it's just the thing is, if things didn't work, you really couldn't take a chance at doing it again on paper. Once pay per view hit, you couldn't yeah. really run things over and over again because it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Right. Um, well, but the, about the closest we have to that now is a Punjabi prison match because <sighs> you know it's it it 
God, God love him. I love the great colleague. Yeah, I really do. But the guy couldn't even be in his own match because he had an unusual elevated enzyme count in his kidneys or something. And so it was the big show and the undertaker. And it's like, God, again, God bless you, both of you guys, because you work with a lot of crap. But man, you guys are unsuited for this match. And they just did the one with Orton and, and uh, um, the Singh brothers and uh, Singh, Jinder yeah, Mahal. Singh and Jinder Mahal. And they, they were at least athletic enough to make it work. Well, but Kali again, came out for that though. Kali, you still needed Kali to come out to That's save right. the match. Yeah. So it's like, and and but yeah, so it's like, you know, this just doesn't work, guys, with the tiger doors and no, timers, just, yeah. and it doesn't work. You gotta, if you want to just have a big bamboo cage and you gotta escape both cages, I can work with that. But 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 the this doesn't is, make a lot of sense. Yeah. It, it reeks of old. It reeks of WCW at the end. Like it's yeah. like all these things. Like what? Like okay. <laughs> like I guess so. I mean, and, you know, and you're only going to ever use it if you have an Indian guy yeah. or a Canadian with of Indian heritage as your yes. champion, I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's I mean, very I, limited, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, so, but uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, again, as much as I love the great Kali, and I do, right. you know, I, I like anybody that can, uh, you know, bust open Rey Mysterio by chopping him in the head. <laughs> through the mask. And He's I, bleeding and through love, the mask. And I love Bob is at that show because that show's in San Diego. Right, in yeah. San Diego, California. They closed the show with Rey Mysterio getting destroyed by the Great Collie. Yep. Because this, w, this, this WB is your book does not, well, they don't believe you should win your hometown. They believe you should be embarrassed in your hometown. It's very I don't, important. Yeah. Very important to be embarrassed in your hometown. But um, I mean, they, they, but Bob was saying like you know that the crowd was angry after that show. It's like all the kids and the Rey Mysterio. Sure. Mask, hey, here's your hero. He's destroyed. Yeah. And then JBL mocking him on the. Yeah. Ray, Ray, amigo, hola. Yeah. I love JBL. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, so, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, I mean, the thing is, if you think about it. Uh, what, you can always think of something that's lousy. Yeah, if you're right. About it. Right. But I'm saying, but if you think about, like, what I mean, works. Like the kiss my ass match. Yeah, right. Or well, something like that. Yeah. They did do a great variant of that in WCW, where it was the kiss Dusty's ass match. Yes. <laughs> where it was Dusty and Dustin. I forget who they fought. Did they, was it was it like Flair? I don't even remember who they fought. Oh, no. Or was it... Um, Flair and David. That'd be really bad. No, but I don't think it was Flair and David. No. Was, was, it, was, it, was it the perfect event? Was it... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It, I think so. It was, it was O'Hare. It was one of those. It was one of those. Yeah, O'Hare or whatever. Jack like, and O'Hare or, or, or someone. and O'Hare or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and, they, and so on. They lost the match at Greed or Sin or whatever stupid pay-per-view it was. And uh, they came out and he brought actually an ox. He yes. brought an actual yes. ass. Yes. Yes. It's like, okay, you know what? You got me there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, like, I mean, you can think of, like, I mean, uh, I mean, just crazy stuff. But I'm saying, you notice that, like, the matches we're talking about that are on our you know, the best list, right? The ones that are, they're the ones that I've obviously endured. They're the ones that, yeah. like, they work because, and it's not just us that love them. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I don't know how many, uh, you know, people are actually ever listened to the, you know, Andrea shows, you know, kind of thing. I'm always amazed when we get people saying, hey, I was listening. Like, oh, good, because I thought it was just me. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people love Battle Royals and Royal Rumbles and Survivor Series and War Games and, you know, those kind of things. I'm sure a lot of people love those. Why? Because they're the biggest events of the year. You right. know, if you ask people what's their favorite wrestling event of the year, I, I, I'm willing to hazard a guess if they're really wrestling fans. It might not be WrestleMania. It might be WrestleMania, but it might not yeah. be. It might be right. that they have an affinity for SummerSlam because they went to SummerSlam once. Or it might be the Royal Rumble. Or it might be Survivor Series. I'm right. betting it's probably not like No Mercy. Like, unless you <laughs> went to a No Mercy, it was really good for you. you. went to a No Mercy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Steve and I were in Albany when Mick Foley won the title 
I mean, it was a yeah. great show, but I'm not like, oh my god, I really love. I don't even remember what it was. I don't even remember what the show was. Yeah. It was well, you know what's funny is I had I have had two opportunities to go to pay per views mm-hmm. um, that I did not go to, and one of them was when I was living in Aiken, South Carolina. Was December to Dismember, <sighs> the last WWE ECW pay per view, which was yeah. at the the uh, the Augusta Civic Center, about 15 minutes down the road did, from my house. Did that have the uh, the the Elimination Chamber? The Extreme Elimination Chamber, yeah, which saw CM Punk eliminated first. Yes. Well, there there's one of the things we didn't talk about: the Elimination Chamber. To me, Elimination the elim- Chamber. To me, the Elimination Chamber has some good matches, but uh, to me, it just it's too much at times. Like I love I love steel cage matches. I shouldn't say I mean I, I do love steel cage matches, but to yeah. me steel cage matches okay like they're fine. You don't need more with it. The elimination chamber at times was it's cool and there's some really good ones, but they kind of since you see one you kind of see them all. Right, well, the thing with the elimination chamber is that it's designed. It it's not Hell in a Cell is like the steel cage on steroids, right? Right. right. It's two guys yeah. and they settle it, it. It blows off a singles feud. Right. Elimination Chamber is kind of like uh, the six-pack challenge on steroids, I guess, because it's designed to either create a champion or create a contender to the champion. And it's like, I I much prefer, I I don't like builds to a title match that have six guys in it. I never have. If you're going to give me a build to a title match, it should be two guys. Yes. Or or three. Or I mean, three I, guys, I'm willing yeah. to do three if you got like you know maybe they traded the title back and forth that kind of thing. But once you get six, unless you're doing it for like a number one contendership, except that's the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is yes. the thing for the number one contendership. Right. So the the elimination chamber to me was always like Vince and Triple H saying we want to make, you know, we want to make our version of War Games. We want to have timed entries so that the numbers change. We want to have this big, imposing-looking thing, you know. We got these unbreakable glass that seem to get knocked out all the time. But they don't break. You know? They just get unhooked. Just get unhooked. <laughs> it's like maybe you, you know, it's like that really defeats the purpose, guys. Yeah. I mean, so the Elimination Chamber, to me, it's 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 cool, and I, I, I will watch it. But it's not like, oh, man, the Elimination Chamber's coming up. I'm excited, like yeah, I would yeah. be for the Rumble, you know. Right. Or, yeah. or it would be for Survivor Series mm-hmm. each year because to me it's 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 such I don't know it doesn't have even though it's been around for a long time even Hell in a Cell to me is more interesting because Hell in a Cell is, is the blow off to a story typically. Sure. You know, well, I, I also it, liked I liked Hell in a Cell better when it wasn't its own pay per view. Yes. Like, we know we have to have a Hell in a Cell at this pay per view. Why? Because it's called Hell in a Cell. And you're gonna yeah. have at least one. It was better when it was like okay we have to have have a Hell in a Cell at you know proving Ground bad or, blo- or at bad, bad blood. blood. Or whatever, yeah. right? Why? Because these two guys need to put in a cell. No, no more crap. Just two of them going at it. You know that's what we need. Yeah. Except and, when Kane comes down and rips the door off of it. Uh, look, because Robocop Kane wasn't is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Robocop wasn't available. Rip the door off. Robocop. Robocop, door Robocop, off! Versus, <laughs> Robocop versus Kane in a triple tier. Just ripping doors <laughs> off a thing. <laughs> so, what I'm just saying is, you know, it's amazing how you know, it's it, it, it does. It's not a coincidence. Obviously, the matches that we love. Are probably the ones other people enjoyed as well. I'm not saying that you know somebody couldn't like something better than we did. Whatever, that's fine. But I'm saying, but there's well, that's a reason. The, the, you know, that's we we one of the things we've talked about offline, but we've never brought out here <clears throat> is the universal rules of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And one of the universal rules of professional wrestling is you can cheer for whomever you want. The same is true for matches. You can like whatever match you want for whatever reason you sure. want. That's universal rule of professional wrestling. So I'm willing to bet that guys our age, we're willing to find guys that, you know what I like? Hardcore matches where you could fight anywhere, pins count anywhere. Because oh, those sure. matches were incredible. They weren't exactly five-star classics, but man, they were they were entertaining. 
Yeah. Al Snow driving the golf cart, crashing through the wall of boxes. The, gets me every the, time. The, 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 there's, there's, I think either I have the Blu-ray or I have the DVD. I, might have, I don't remember which one it was. But I got it for like on Amazon right through the link, you know, uh, yeah. for like like five dollars or four dollars. Um, and Haley and I are watching it, and she's like, "What are they doing?" And here comes like Steve Blackman with all his stuff. And here, I mean, I like Steve Blackman. I know people didn't like him, but I thought like this guy's in great shape. He goes out there and gives it his all. He's no nonsense. Like I, I never liked the stickiness kind of thing. Like yeah. when, like I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Raven and Sam and all that. But when they were doing the thing in WC and WBE. It was very sticky for a while. Yeah, you know, um, but the hardcore stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there, or, or even even older than that, the old like WCW Falls Count Anywhere matches, like the Nasty Boys and Public Enemy, that destroying a beach at Bash at the Beach, or, like, it, or how about when they're how about um, Max Payne and is it, is it Cactus Payne? Jack, the Cactus Jack versus yeah, was it Max Payne and Cactus Jack versus the Nasty Boys? Oh, I don't remember. All I know is when they're in the funnel cakes. Yes, to destroy oh. the funnel cakes. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want a funnel cake, you're out of luck. I mean, just great stuff. But the thing is, those that, matches. The thing again, that that bash at the beach thing a couple of months ago, when there was a whole big uh, kerfuffle on the internet about somebody knocking around a beach ball during Raw. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. one, the live shows I cut my teeth on were ECW. If you brought a beach ball to an ECW <laughs> show, you'd be going out on a stretcher. I'm yeah, just saying. Just and, throwing and it you know out what? there. And they, and and everyone would be cheering as you got the shit kicked out of you. Right. So you might make it on the fan cam. But secondly, the only time I should see a beach ball at a wrestling show is at a bash at the beach. That's I'm just, I'm just they're gonna well, have a big set with like yes. a lifeguard stand and stuff. That's okay. <laughs> the only the, the only other time you might see a beach ball was when they were doing the spring breakout tour. And they okay, had, yeah. and they had the ring floating in the middle and then whatever you don't go in the pool. Every show yeah. someone went in the pool. Yeah. All right. Wait, okay. So you want to talk about a bad idea? Okay. We talk about a bad idea. Put your ring on something that floats. That's not, that's not tethered. I mean, it's just tethered. It's just, and it's just bobbing up and down. That's a bad idea. Like, I mean, you're like, Oh, Jay, it's not as bad as having to throw people over the top of a steel cage. I get it. But you know what? That's a bad idea right there. It's like when they had, what was it? When they had bash at the beach on the beach. Yes. And it started raining. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, anyway. they, hey, you know what? Delivered what it said on the tin. It was yeah. a bash at the, the beach. beach. It's like, okay. You know what, guys? We could we could have it inside and still be technically at the beach. We'll just do it in Daytona. It's okay. okay. <laughs> well, there was bash at the beach, and then there was um um. What's the other one? What uh, hog wild? No, 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 no. What's the other one that's like sounds like bash at the beach? Beach it's Blast. Beach Blast. And they had them well, both beach, in the well, same beach, year. Well, yeah, they, well, you know, did they? Because they had Beach Blast, and then I thought they replaced Well, maybe they did do both of them. I beach thought they Blast. did one. Because Beach Blast was always the one with the giant, like, I think one of them has the giant, like, wave making a, a bicep curl. I think both of them had it at one point. Yes. So. Yeah. I'm just saying. I just. Oh. WCW. Dude, I okay, tell you what. We, you we, could, what? Do, we could do they an hour do just on WCW names of pay-per-views. Like, I mean, that's not I, even hard. But I will, I will say this, and I believe this to be absolutely true. I don't care. What you tell me, WCW had the best pay-per-view names. Sure. I could back in the day, I knew every month what the pay-per-view was going to be at WCW. That was not the case at WWF. Yeah. I knew that it went, oh yeah, it went sold out, and then Super Brawl, and then Slamboree, you know, <laughs> straight on down the line, yeah. <laughs> and then finish up with uh, you know War Fall Brawl and Halloween Havoc and um, War Three, and yeah. then Starcade to end yeah. the year. You know, got a Slamboree, Spring Stampede. 
You know, yeah. uh, the Great American Bash. Great American uh, Bash. Hogwild. Oh, my God, the Great American Bash. When they were really on tour, really doing that card everywhere across the country. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, we're kind of good like it is, folks. I mean, I know, uh, you know, we are, we're on here. I mean, um, it would have been nice to have Chris with us. But, of course, you know, uh, and hopefully he'll be out of the local medical facility soon after getting, uh, you know, attacked by the Russians. Um so the idea is that, like, if, if you have a match that we didn't mention or you, like, don't agree with us, you're like, oh, I hate the Royal Rumble, whatever, we'd love yeah. to hear from you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, let it, and let us know because, again, um, you know, while we definitely have filled up a you know, whole lot of time with a whole lot of old wrestling stuff, um, it's because we love this stuff. And, obviously, we want to hear from you guys, too. We enjoy the feedback. And I know um, some people really don't like writing in or whatever. You don't have to write us like a, you know, a 10-page dissertation. You can just be like, hey, guys, just real quick, just want to throw out this. That's all it's got to be, too. And um, I, I know when Luke and I are doing, you know, um, Earth Destruction Directive and Bots, Bugs, and Babes and The Vault and all like the stuff we're on, we love hearing from people. We love hearing mm-hmm. that you're listening. We love hearing what you guys are going to say because, hey, you know, we're. I mean, we talk like this all the time, that we actually, you know, recorded it and put it out there. But we want people to hear it, too, because normally the only people who hear it are our wives, and they don't want to hear it anymore. No, so, no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> Although my wife will snore through most of it. So you know, well, I, I do want to say real quick. My my, my wife was. I got to give her a lot of credit. She was excited to watch the uh, May Young Classic, and we did watch the first episode. But unfortunately, you know, when when you've got four kids, mm-hmm. television becomes something that's like, oh, perfect. I can fall asleep in front of this. And yes. so she made it through the Princessa Suhey match, and she's like, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, because I do that, because oh, yeah. we all have our shows we do that we do that through. You know, I have a hard time with, um, uh, what, there's one show that we watch that, that, that it's tough for me to stay awake through sometimes. Is it Monday Night Raw? Both. Is it Monday no, Night we Raw? No, we don't, we don't, not Monday Night Raw. I, I would, if I could just switch over to Nitro, I'd be good. No, there was one show we used to watch wish, just to knock dude. us both out, which was Criminal Intent. Law and Order Criminal Intent. I'd be like, yes, I'm interested. I like this. I am out 10 minutes in. Yeah. I was like, I would turn to her. She's like, what happened? She's like, I don't know. I fell asleep too. I was like, shit. Yeah, why yeah. do we watch this? Yeah. Monday Night Raw is really good for putting me to sleep. SmackDown's really good for putting me to sleep. Um, because nothing happens but talking. So. Yeah, well, that, that's why our show is called Get Back to the Wrestling. Know, that's why the, the only wrestling show I watch regularly is Ring of Honor. Uh, so either check your local listings if you get Sinclair or go to the website and watch Ring of Honor. Or go to Fight TV, which has tons of wrestling on it. Yeah. F-I-T-E TV. It's an app. It's a website. It's it's all wrestling. Yeah. So, so but, right. uh, but yeah, but I, I agree with Jay. Please yeah. write in Get Back to the Wrestling at Yahoo.com. Hook, uh, hit us up on the Facebook group if you want. Don't feel like writing an email. Just want to hit us up in the Facebook group. Sure. You know, please tell us what your favorite gimmick matches are. Wrestling is built on gimmicks. You know, we, we need these to go because just having two guys fighting each other, you know, that's okay for your small shows, you know, but for your big shows, you got to have some kind of draw. That That's, if anything, yeah. that Vince McMahon has taught me. It's that you need, you need something to get the butts and seats there. Well, think you about know, it. So. Even if you go back to Gotch and Hackenschmidt, they, there's gimmicks. Like, yeah. you know, even Hackenschmidt, the, the Russian bear, like, it's all gimmick. It's all, it's all gimmick. That's what it was. I mean, yeah. if you're going back to like Strangler Lewis, it's a gimmick, right? So if you think about those gimmicks that guys had, they had to get them in there. The best two out of three falls or that, oh, my God, he, he oiled himself up. There's always something. Why? Yeah. Because that's pro wrestling, right? right. And, and I think that's one of the nice parts about this. Pro wrestling now is so, like, I mean, it's not what it used to be. And I, and I, I, I do miss the old days of, like, you know, the NWA and stuff like that and kind of stuff. But wrestling now, I mean, there's definitely stuff for everybody. There's, there's oh, stuff yeah. out there that if you're into it, 
there you'll find it. You guys just look. And people right. and people who say, I, I always love it. Oh, I don't like the way wrestling is now. I like the way it used to be. And I understand that. And I get it because it's not the same old thing. Because, it, but it's evolved, and that's part of the thing too. I think we've seen that with when we talk about the Royal Rumble and stuff like that, where it went from being on USA Network for free on just like one day, and then now the Royal Rumble. I mean, they announce Royal Rumble dates, and the tickets sell out within minutes of it going on sale. Like, I mean, I don't. Except, I mean, I know Survivor Series sells really well, so SummerSlam. But no, but the two, yeah, it's mainly Rumble, in the Rumble. Rumble yeah. is only behind WrestleMania for ticket sales. And think mm-hmm. about that. The Royal Rumble is held in like an arena. WrestleMania is held in a football stadium. Right. I mean, they sell, you know, 300,000 tickets, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and they will sell them all. And that's the crazy part. Like, like they had WrestleMania at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Right. Oh, Jesus, that's insane. <laughs> right? But what happened? They saw, there, was, there was not one seat left. Right, yeah. everyone paid for. It. I mean, I know people who went to that show. Um, some of our friends. He actually was one. Of, it was like I think it was his 40th birthday present or whatever. He they went. Him and his friend went. He goes. It was the most amazing thing ever. They spent the whole week, and I'm like, right, oh, yeah, Lord, it's, I mean, like, it's 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 an event, you know, and that's yeah, and 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 and. But inevitably, under WrestleMania match, there's going to be a gimmick. Mm-hmm. There's going to be at least one gimmick match. So sure, of course. That, that's why I said that, that's why I thought this was a good topic when when you threw this out here. And I wish um, uh, Chris could have been with us, but had, you know, again, uh, we couldn't get that satellite feed to the local medical facility. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so please write in and uh, and let us know what your favorite gimmick matches is. And uh, you know, next time on Get Back to the Wrestling, we'll be talking about wrestling. I think that's about all we can say, yeah. really, because we don't know what topic's going to yeah. be yet. <laughs> it's, I, I, some people think that we rehearse and all this stuff. This is truly very organic. Like, <laughs> my entire list for this show was four lines that I wrote out the other day when I said, hey, here's a good idea, and I wrote them down. I'm like, good. I did all the research yep. I need. And, yeah. and we're done. Yeah. Well, you know what they say? Some matches are heavily scripted, and some they kind of call on the fly. We're yeah. more the latter. You know, we <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why we things think more, more organic. And it, it's funny because it, it, um, when we do, like, when you hear, like, Bots, Bugs, and Bays, like, when you were on Bots, Bugs, and Bays, when you, dad, you, Dad, and I did that, um, you know, I had the like the rundown of like the movie just so we can kind of go through and keep track of things. But I didn't have all the stuff we were going to talk about written down. I had like, like an email and whatever. And it's so organic. And I think you we ho- hopefully our our listening audience appreciates how organic what we're talking about and the idea of bringing back memories. Because if you're you know of a certain age, you grew up on the exact same things we grew up on. If you're a little older, they may have been when you were you know you would have been a little older experience. I mean, maybe if you're a little younger, you're looking back on them. But you know, we come by our opinions of this stuff, honestly, like there is no, you know, uh, you know, you know, I know some people who are absolute love the undertaker. Oh my God, the undertaker, undertaker, undertaker. And I enjoyed undertaker for some of his career. I didn't like other parts of his career, but I'm not like, okay, you can't like the undertaker by the same token. I'm a Shane Douglas fan and I don't really know anyone else who is besides Shane Douglas. So, um, but Shane is his biggest fan. He is is his biggest fan. I definitely cannot be number one. Um, so, but well, and that and that's one of the you know WWE they they talk about that the then now forever yeah. type thing and mm-hmm. that and that's one of the strengths of pro not just WWE but pro wrestling as a product yeah. because the nuts and bolts of it haven't changed and the nuts and bolts of it are never going to change mm-hmm. so th- this there's a reason why it appeals to such a broad audience men women young old you know across borders across sure. across the planet you know the concept is is one that's evergreen and that's one of the reasons i like doing this show and i'm hoping at some point we can get some you know get some other people on here maybe have different experiences because you know if you're a kid now 
you know, I my kids barely watch wrestling. They love Roman Reigns. Oh. They love Roman Reigns. When I went to see SmackDown last time, my, my middle boy said, Daddy, get me a picture of Roman Reigns. I said, I will do that if he's on the show. I said, I can't guarantee that, but I think he is. Yeah. So, And I did. I got him a picture of Roman Reigns as he there to fight Luke Gallows, and I'm the only guy in the arena actively cheering for Luke Gallows. Half the arena was cheering for Roman. Half the <laughs> arena was booing Roman. And this one dude cheering, you know, DOC, Gallows, woo, Bullet Club, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, the funny part but, is – but, that, uh, but that's but, Right. Go ahead. I'm saying is, I mean, Haley watches a lot of wrestling. Um, so her and her cousins will have a very different opinion about Roman Reigns as Haley cannot stand Roman Reigns, except when he's part well, of the well, shield. They, well, they, they like, they, yeah, well, they, they like a lot of the guys I like too. You know, yeah. my old saying, like, but who are you rooting for in this? And I'm yeah. like, well, you know, I like right. the big show. Okay. Yeah. We'll root for the big show. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm saying it, but you know, but Haley, like to her, uh, you know, Roman Reigns, she's like, Oh, I can't stand Roman Reigns. Cause she hears yeah. me say like, come on. Like, they're not using him right, and then he gets in the shield, and they're cheering for him. And she's like, "Oh, they can finally cheer for him because he's part of the shield yeah, again." And I'm like, "The shield, right? Yeah, it's the like, only way they ever liked him." So. Right. And it's so funny because you know it's, but it's again a different experience because I guarantee you, if when we have all the kids together, if they were watching wrestling, right? Yeah. We had that happen. We had it when they were watching WrestleMania. Like Haley yeah. was watching WrestleMania on my phone, and uh, the boys were like, "What are you watching?" She's like, "WrestleMania." And then she just starts telling them, because they had not seen any of this stuff, yeah, about yeah. all about what's happening. Because Haley's like, oh, yeah, it's just the way life is. You know, that's that's what it is, you know. <laughs> so, um, and again, well, I, that, I well, think. That, yeah, it, it, it appeals to such a broad mm-hmm. base. I mean, with no setup. Yeah. You know, my girls watched the the four-way women's match at Mania last year and loved it. Yeah. And, and I think that's what the, the great part is, is that um, no matter, like, you can go to that and see, and they can go watch a women's wrestling match. And you're not sitting there going, God, please don't get them down to their underwear. Oh, no. Like, there's yeah. no, there's, except if someone's like, you know, costume got pulled or something like that by right, accident. Yeah. Un- unintentional. Un- unintentional nudity. Like, it's not going to be the same stuff. And, and you don't have Jerry Lawler yelling, puppies, puppies. Like, they're treating them like athletes. And I think that's right. part of the, what's changed, too, is because, again, as the evolution of wrestling's happened, they've made it more family friendly, which is true, but they've actually made it more accessible to more people. So people don't feel like, oh, I can't watch this because I don't really want to watch this, this, or this. You know, so anyway, um, like Luke said, if you got anything, let us know. Uh, We'd love to hear feedback from you. We'll get back to you. And, of course, any any emails, we'll read them on the show. Um, And we are looking to get, again, different experiences coming in. We've been in talks with people. You know, we can't confirm or deny any rumors ever. Um, but you know, we got with, people from Mexico. We got yeah. people from Japan. We got people from Madagascar. We got people all over the world here <laughs> with the single sided ring. Whatever. I've never <laughs> seen a two sided ring before, <laughs> you know, um, but we're, we're going to try and get, you know, people on who have different experiences. And the thing is too, when we have different experiences coming in, it's just like when we have guests on, uh, you know, like on bots, bugs and babes or guests on earth destruction directive, we're bringing people in because we know that that person is going to bring something to the show that might not be exactly what we're going to bring to the show, which is great, you know? And, uh, and that's one of the reasons why having Chris here a lot of times, because again, we, we have, we didn't grow up with Chris, you know, kind of thing. Um, he's a very different experience wrestling than we do, you know, even, right. even though we watched it, we grew up, we're, we're all about the even same though age. We were, we're all about the same age. Right. Yeah. His experience was different, you know, kind of thing. Like, I mean, and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, our mom still to this day hates, hates the wrestling. I hate wrestling, I hate wrestling. Right. <laughs> And Haley's like, what are you talking about, Grandma? And Haley walks around with John Cena shirts on and Daniel Bryan shirts on, and she loves wrestling. And she's like, oh, Grandma, I got wrestlers for my birthday. Wrestlers and monster trucks. That's what my daughter got for her birthday. <laughs> um, but, you know, so. Anyway, all right, folks, so thanks very much for listening, downloading. 
Um, again, hit us up with anything, and we'll see you next time at the matches. No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward.